I'm suiting up. Welcome to Doctor Three. That's all the intro you're going to get because we have a lot of cards to get through and it's a Sunday night. So I'd like to go to bed at some point. So this is the uh, Skullmance Academy set review. So we're going to just do a quick rundown here on how it's going. Um, then we'll look at uh, uh, class by class breakdown. So our rating system we are using, we're using the Hero Power Coin Conceding Skullmancy Academy rating sheet. So thank you to those who worked on it. I know Ridiculous Hat. Um, Zeroshi was part of it too, correct, Mage? Yeah. So yep. thank you guys for doing all this hard work to make our lives a million times easier and something we can just pull up. So the rating system is the same one we've used in the past, but if you're new to Doctor 3... This is how it's going to go. One is a bad card, a.k.a. a wisp. Two is fringe support. Um, abusive sergeant, Nerubian unraveler, stuff like that. That It's like sometimes you'll kind of see. Three is strong. It's key support in a few decks. Bone Ray, true silver champion. Four is very strong. Good in several decks. Fungomancer, evil miscreant. Five is it's an evil card, according to Dave Kosak. Um, like Carnivorous Cube, Prince Kelseth, and Zephyrus. And the Masterful Six. O-P-A-F, please nerf. So that's how we're going to be breaking it down. And I believe this is done alphabetically, correct? Yeah, so... We are starting off with the the other the other thing we'll note is when we come to dual class cards, we are yes. going to talk about the card in the class that we are referring to it as only. So uh, Ace Cre Ace Hunter Crean is a Demon Hunter and a Hunter card. When we talk about it under Demon Hunter, we're talking about it just as a Demon Hunter card, and we will talk about the card again once we get to Hunter and talk about it exclusively under the idea of putting it in a Hunter deck. So you'll you'll get you'll hear two different ratings potentially, or you might hear the same rating depending on how good or bad the card is uh, for each class. Okay. So yes, that's thank you, Mage. I mm -hmm. I kind of spaced on announcing that. So that that'll be important. Yes. It's like the very first card. So. Exactly exactly. We're gonna break them down do by rarity legendary epic rare common and then at the very end we'll do the neutral cards so we're gonna start and we'll talk like mage said we'll talk about ace hunter cream twice so just so you get a heads up we're not going to talk about both versions of it because there's no way we could keep that that many dual class there's like 40 cards and there's no way we're going to keep that straight over the next three plus hours so Wait. We might may give you a hint as to how we feel about it compared to what it would be like in the other class, but more more in-depth discussion once we get there. Okay, right. so now we have our ratings. Of course, real quick, too, Mage, uh, Mage is here, and Deliver is back this week. Yes, Excuse me, Major Death. <laughs> I, I had to. I had to. I didn't and forget to. I just was like, okay, it's Mage, and then I'm like, let yeah. me do it properly. Do it. There you go. There you go. And and as you'll remember, I am 
I'd never give ones. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> I I have the I guess eternal optimist when it comes to every card. To be so fair, you're. I, to be fair, you live between two and four. You rarely give fives yes. too. Yes, that that is that is true as well. So to, something to keep in mind. So so if you like want to do a drinking contest or something, you could put uh, <laughs> you you could say when when Mage Death gives a one on a card, you could take a drink and definitely make it through the podcast. Yeah, you'll be real sober by the time you get done. So. <laughs> So, but if if you want to do a real fun drinking game and not make it through a podcast, you can drink every time I mispronounce something, and then you'll be you'll be out within ten minutes. So perfect. <laughs> okay, so let's start out with Demon Hunter, and we will look at Ace Hunter Cream. He is the dual class uh, druid, or I mean hunter, demon hunter. Uh, it's a three mana two four. Your other characters are immune while attacking. Um, I see this as I I'm weaning. I'm going to be optimistic and give it a three. Like this seems good, but that seems like a little too high of a price. And Demon Hunter, it depends on like what the Demon Hunter decks are, but I'm like. I don't really see Tempo Demon Hunter needing this, and that still seems to be the best version of the deck. So I'm going to give it... You know what? I changed my own mind. I'm giving it a two. Oh. I personally love this card. It's three mana. Super cheap. Two, four. Solid stats for three mana. Other characters attacking. Demon Hunter attacks with face a lot. That's free damage. And... It's the tempo swing is so huge with completely immune. It's not like they go to one health, mm-hmm. no damage. They take nothing for those trades. I think personally I put this as a four. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna split the difference. I'm saying it's a three. I think I think I definitely see there being application in Demon Hunter. I, I think I agree with uh, with Daring that it. I don't know that in the current iteration of Tempo slash Aggro Demon Hunter this finds a, a spot. But I think if you go to more of a mid range Demon Hunter to maybe a bigger Demon Hunter list, I could definitely see this seeing uh, a bunch more play. And I hadn't even considered the fact that you would be immune when you attack as well with this, which uh, definitely kind of jumps it up just a little bit more. And so I, I'm on a mid three-ish sort of card. So my my counter argument before we move on, that's nine mana. Because what what weapon are you attacking with a bunch with? It's the War Glaives of Asenoth. Mm-hmm. And it's nine mana to load that up. So I'm like, I feel like it's a I don't, little I don't too think slow. you're playing that the same turn. I think you already right. had the War Glaives up. You maybe had like... The, the thing I think about is wanting to be able to attack with the priestess and not mm-hmm. lose your priestess okay. or, or like the pit commander or something like that. Something, something mid-sized or bigger, maybe even the Seder Overseer. You want to be able to do the four damage and not lose your Seder, Seder Overseer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I think this is definitely played in the later game turns eight or later when you have one or two minions on board that you definitely want to survive and potentially be able to to hit something big with your face. I feel like I feel like if you're running bigger men, minions, yes, but the way Demon Hunter runs. 
And I think some of the cards support that. The tempo style, I think it's too slow and unwieldy for tempo. So, okay. So next we have Sociologist Militia. Um, it is a seven mana, three, uh, five, five battle cry for each soul fragment in your deck. Summon a three, three soul with rush. So a soul fragment, other cards will get to them. We'll put soul fragments into your deck. They are a zero mana card. Um, it is cast when draw, restore two health to your hero. Um, I mean, in Demon Hunter, I think this is a two. Like, I don't really see... I, I could be wrong on the soul fragments. Uh, there are some interesting effects for Demon Hunters, but I I don't know that I see uh, soul fragments being super big in Demon Hunter. So, I mean, I think it's probably better in Warlock, and that's, you know, that's my opinion. So... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm torn by this card because, for me, it is either a two or a four. Yeah. Um, if soul fragments are playable, this card is absolutely insane. It's mm-hmm. Doctor Boom, like we have now, times ten because they can just hit immediately. It's just such a huge tempo swing. That I could see this. No, no, okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say four. Okay. And I think they can make Soul Fragment work. Uh, the, the swing is just too ridiculous, I think. I'm being pessimistic about Soul Fragments in Demon Hunter. So um... I, I, like, I like some of the cards. Uh, specifically, we're going to. Um... There's. I th- I think there's going to be enough support for soul fragments in both classes that I think this card sees play. I think this may be better in Warlock than it is in Demon Hunter, but I still see this as a, at least a three, and it and I very easily could end up seeing this as a build around card, not only for Warlock but for Demon Hunter as well. Yeah, I think it's good. I just I don't see it being great in uh, Warlock or excuse me, Demon Hunter. So next we have Star Student Stalina. Uh, she is a four mana, four three. Outcast, look at the top three cards in your opponent's hand. Shuffle them into their deck. I give this right now. This could go up. I think it's uh, I think it's utter trash right now, and I'm giving it a one. Like I don't see like th- this is either card you have to move to the outcast position and hold on to it until you think it's good. Um, four for a four mana, four, three, not incredibly impressive. I mean, look at bad luck, Albatross and went to four mana and has not seen the light of day since. Um, that bird's not flapping on the open seas anymore. <laughs> um, so I don't think like, unless some like mega combo co- becomes very preva- uh, prevalent in the meta, I don't think this is good. So I give it a one. Wow. I think for me, this card is playable for sure. Uh, it's, I think of it more of making the opponent's turns awkward. Mm-hmm. If, you know, get them at a curve because most players have, you know, on turn three, I'm playing this, turn four, I'm playing this, five, six, seven, etc. If you mess that up, that's kind of gets you that tempo swing. Uh, 
I think this is a two, though. It'll see fringe play, I think. I'm with you, Deliver. I have it as a two as well. It's it's like the Nerubian Unraveler to me. It's it's great when it works, but the uh, opportunity that it is going to work uh, feels less actually... uh, possible than say even the nerubian unraveler was yeah it sounds bad it's it sounds like i am going to just completely mess your world up but i think the card text sounds worse than it actually will end up being in in practice yeah i mean there are some interesting things that now we have an outcast tutor which we'll talk about later but um yeah, I still don't see it being like even then you have you have a like a one in three shot of hitting a card that's relevant to you at that moment in time. And it has to be in the outcast position. If it's not in the outcast position, you spent four man on a four or three that did nothing. I mean, that if, sounds pretty terrible to me. If there were ways you could manipulate your hand without playing cards like you could actually shuffle or or move something into an outcast position that you that you wanted to then i could see this being better but i don't we don't have a way of doing that right now so and i think that would bust the outcast mechanic (laughs) it probably would (laughs) yes but i'm just i'm just saying that's fair that that that's like you you want this to be you want to be able to use the outcast text and have that effect happen and it needs to happen probably when you want it to happen. And mm-hmm. so the card has to be in your hand and in an outcast position and be the turn that you want to do that. And that, sound, that that's, sounds that's, incredibly that's, unplayable to me just that, because that, that, it, like there you go. That's when exactly when it. the stars and the moons align <laughs> and it's your birthday and it's not Friday the 13th, like all the like everything has to come perfect for it to work. And I'm like. How is that just not a one? That feels like a one to me. So my my argument to that is that that's the same outlook that a ton of people had on the outcast mechanic as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, people thought, oh, well, that's going to be so hard to set up. How can you do that? We've seen how people play Demon Hunter now. It's you can change your turns. I think it's going to be a tough card to put in, but I, I don't think this is going to be unplayable at all. This will see. So, so my, my real quick, my counter argument to that spectral site, draw one card for two, not the best, but it's okay. Uh, skull Dan, Gul'dan draws, draw three cards for six. That's not great, but you're still drawing three cards. Like a one, one for one. It used to be a two, one for one. Like I'm saying all the other cards, like I beams, Three mana heal for three. Like on the almost all the other cards not in the out position, our cast position are playable. This I, is unplayable. I think the your only argument was I beam. I think all the others I think are unplayable at their cost for what they do. Yes, but like let's put it this way. Like you can I've played Spectral Sight without mm-hmm. Outcast to get what I want into Outcast and I don't feel bad about it. Like, Ugh. I've had to play Skull of Gul'dan to go fishing for answers to end the game. This does nothing when it's an outcast. Literally nothing with a mediocre body. 
that's why I gave it a one. So I'm obviously okay. not a big fan of this card. So let me talk about a card I am a big fan of. Ancient, Ancient Void Hound. It is a 9-mana 10-10. At the end of your turn, steal one attack and health from all enemy minions. This is cool as hell. Like, this is a cool mm-hmm. effect. I'm giving it a 2 because I don't think it's very, like, like that's, like, a lot to to expect. Like, that's a that's a, a big boy, but I feel like most people will have an answer unless you're, like, pulling this out with a pit lord. So I don't think this one's particularly great, but I think the the mechanic and the uh the effect is super cool. So I think it's I think it's a super cool like AOE that you know it's like a rain of fire that you know gives you all the stats you stole from it. Yeah, I I think this is really cool in arena. I think yeah. this sees zero constructive play, so I'm giving it a one. I. Uh, I- Wishful thinking too. I, I may, maybe it sees play in like a big, uh, big demon hunter list that, like you said, runs pit commanders that wants to pull this out for free. But I don't think you want to play this for full mana cost and and expect it to stay alive. Exactly. So, okay. Next we have philosophy. It is a one mana copy the lowest uh, demon in your hand. Outcast, give both one plus one plus one. Um, in Demon Hunter, I am going to say this is a four. Like, I feel like this is a big, like, <laughs> delivers like mind blown. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like being able to coin out this on turn one and put out a uh, a uh, battle fiend or to to clone your um satyr your uh satyr overlord um i feel like the the demons that uh demon hunter does run in the tempo style would like this very much and it gives you more gas too so i like this a lot so Hmm. i don't think i would ever put this in my tempo demon hunter i get what you're saying but i'd rather just have a tempo card instead of trying to manipulate it uh, I don't, I don't think this sees play. I think I'm giving it a one. Okay. All right. I have it as a three. I think a mid range ish to more controlling deck might, might have a, a need for this or a purpose for this to keep the value game going. But I, outside of that, I don't, don't see it seeing much play. Um, so next we have True Aim Crescent. It is a one mana, one four weapon. Uh, after your hero attacks a minion, your minions attack it too. Um, I feel like this is uh, what Ace Hunter Crean was made for. <laughs> um, True. Does it helps. does that count as their attack for the turn? Is no, that the... it does not. Okay. Yeah. So this is really good with Ace Hunter Crean. Um. But it also could be good for clearing up something with like uh uh what do you call it like a doomsayer or something with like one attack like a war mall challenger or something like that. So mm-hmm. or if you need a clean board, this will do it too. So I think this is probably a uh it's a one mana one four weapon in Demon Hunter. Um, I feel like it's probably uh three. 
possibly a four. So I'm going with three. Uh, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I think this is a three, maybe four, but I'm going to say three. At first, I was super low on the card. Um, but the more I learned about it, and just the fact that it's a one mana one four weapon yeah. on its own, I think is solid enough. And yeah, you it's can good. Kind it's of good. Manipulate it. I was gonna say at that point in time too, it's plus one attack for four attacks, which Demon Hunter loves. True. Yes. I'm not high on this card. I gave, mm-hmm. I gave it a two. I think that actually the drawback of your minions having to attack the same target that you are means that you're specifically not attacking, which is not what the demon hunter wants to do with their hero, you know, their hero power, the one mana hero power and that. And so I, I don't know. I feel like, uh, you then really have to pick and choose when you attack as the hero. And so then this to me feels like, unless you're killing a one, one health minion, uh, you might be sending some minions in to die that you don't necessarily want to. So I, I think that it's, so, I will say though that the the order, uh, oh, like it, it says right here, yeah, attack order is based on the Summoning. order they summon onto the field. So you can kind of play around and kind of get an idea of like, so it's not completely random. No, um, I, I get I get that, but I I still just th- feel like you might end up in situations where you don't want to attack because you don't want to lose a couple minions on your board because they'll have to attack in based on what you did. And, uh, so I, I, I don't know. I, I mm-hmm. definitely could be wrong, but I just, I just feel like it artificially limits maybe how you want to attack in a given turn or turns. And you, there's a lot of turns that you would have with this durability. So true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, moving on to the rares, we have Cycle of Hatred. It is a 7-mana spell. Deal 3 damage to all minions. Summon a 3-3 for every minion killed. Um, I feel like this is a good AoE. And if, like, a more controlling Demon Hunter is playable um, in the set, this is probably sees a lot of play, but I'm not still not completely convinced that that's going to see play so i'm giving this a two i think that's a the the control de- demon hunter would be more fringe uh still so i give it a two um i kind of agree with you but i think i want to be bold and say this is unplayable and won't see any play uh I'm gonna give okay it one. okay um, i, I respect that I give it a two as well. I think I think it could see play, but there's a very small like it definitely has to be a more a very controlling sort of deck to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, uh, we have Demon Companion. Summon a random Demon Companion. Uh, demon Companions are a two-two taunt, a two-one with charge, and one-two with your minions have plus one attack. Five. No questions asked. This card, like, make, yeah. This card is Animal Companion for one. With They are half, but this is just, this seems really, really, really strong. So, I mean, you get a one, you potentially have a uh, plus, or two one charger 
you potentially have a buff across your board. I feel like this just is slots right in. Uh, I agree. It's it's a very strong card. Uh, one mana is solid, but I think the issue is is that it's random, and so later game where you have to kind of like fit your mana in somewhere. Sometimes it's a little awkward. Like if I get this, it's great. If I get this, bad. Uh, I gave it a three. I think it's a strong card, playable card, but not. I initially crazy. had a three, but I. I've kind of jumped up to I think it's a very low four. I think it's going to see a fair amount of play. I, I get what you're saying, but Animal Companion is still good regardless of what, what you get. And uh, while these aren't as impactful, the fact that it's a third the mana cost means that you can you can really kind of fit it in just about anywhere. And that's so, that's why I'm so high on the card is the mana cost. It is I, a I'm one not, mana. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's a five, and it might just be a high three instead of a four. But I'm gonna I'm gonna aim a little high and say that it's a four myself. I'm willing to I'm willing to be the hit, this be the hill that I die on right now. <laughs> that I think this card is going to be a five, and if it isn't, I will I will say so on the show in the future. But right now, I think it's gonna be an all-star so mm -hmm. all right a lot to like yes so next we have glide it is a four mana spell shuffle your hand into your deck draw four cards outcast your opponent does the same um this is a very good effect um this has a a, a playable effect for four mana uh, you get to shuffle your hand, and if your hand is just this card, um, well, you get to draw four cards, and you make your opponent do the same. So I think, I don't think this. I'm really indifferent. Like it was hard for me, but I think this is a three. I like the effect. I think it's strong. I just don't know if it is in like a lot more decks than you know. A couple. Yep. Uh, so I think this fits into every single tempo or aggro demon hunter out there. It's uh, this card is ridiculous. I know it's super hyped up, but it's hyped up for a reason. I gave it a six. Um, Whoa! Yep. Whoa! This is this is this card alone is going to annoy so many people. It's essentially if you get this in outcast against the control deck, you win the game on the spot. Uh, you know, it's it'd be so tough for them to come back from something like that, that a card Con that... Control or the... combo, potentially, too. It's exactly. Not just, ju it sets... not, just, not just control. Any slower deck gets demolished by this card. So, yep, I'm giving this a six. I'm, okay. not, I'm not at a six... And it's very hard for me to give a fives, but I, I did give this a very strong four just because uh, of the refill opportunity. The fact that it is definitely a lot. We talked about it on the show last week. I think it's I think it's what uh, the uh, star student kind of aspires to be. And it's definitely in a way that you can mess with your opponent's hand in a more consistent way. Um, I, I don't think you're... I, I, I don't think it's as bad or as the 
this card is still good even if you don't outcast it. And correct. Yes. The outcast correct. thing, you then decide, hey, that this is important enough to me that I'm going to let I'm going to I'm going to forego, you know, potentially other cards getting in the outcast outcast position so I can get this there because I know I need to do this. So I I, I think this is a very strong card. It's a at least a four and it's going to be interesting to see if it's uh, uh, every bit as good as it as it looks. I feel like this card has hype around it, and the effect sounds great in your head, but I think you, people are going to be less impressed with it at four mana when they when they see it in actuality. And again, this is something I could be wrong on. I seem to be firing on different cylinders than you guys tonight, but. Um, you know that's okay. okay. I I I'm willing to admit that I I could be wrong on this card, but I like I would be willing to give it a four and not much more than that. I don't think this is going to be a, a meta breaker in any sense. For, but for me personally, I think uh, what's that card that uh, Paladin got the three mana, the draw that got Hall of Famed. Divine oh, what uh, Divine Favor? Favor? Yeah, I think this is better than Divine Favor. I mean, Skull of Gul'dan is better than Divine Favor, and they still gave it to him, so... Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah. But this is that, real. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So, then we have a 3-mana 2-3 called Mage Hunter. It is a rush. Uh, whenever this uh, attacks a minion, silence it. And so, the, so it's noted that silence... Uh, it silences before it hits, kind of like um, Earthshock, where it silences and then hits. So, um, I I feel like this uh, this is going to be a meta where silence. I thought silence was going to be big last meta, but I feel like there's enough stuff this time around that silence might start coming back a little bit more. Um, but the I'm not sure, but I'm still gonna give this. I'm gonna go middle of the road and say this is a three. In a class where you already have a good silence card with one mm -hmm. mana, outcast draw one as well. So if you want a silence effect, I think that's a better one. Um, a three mana two three with rush is essentially what you're getting. Yeah, I, I know. I was. I, I'm really hesitant to give it a three, but I don't know. Well, yeah. Uh, it's a good thing, Mage, that uh, this is a bad card, so it, you don't have to worry about it hunting you. Um, <laughs> I do think this is a one. I think it's unplayable. Okay. I, I definitely think there's something to the fact that uh, this is like a silence on a body that you definitely can... I. It's it's a better body than say a uh, a uh, owl Ironbeak owl, which is the neutral three mana two one with silence. Um, but this is going to probably take damage when it hits in. So I, you know, I I think it's a two. I think if yeah. you need silence, there's probably a better card, like you're saying in Demon Hunter. And so it's a question of do you want the body or do you want potential card draw if it's in the outcast position or something like that and there may be an instance where the where you would want that uh but i yeah i i think that 
I, I think that it's very, very support and, and may not see any play. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, after that, I'm probably going to take that rating down to a two. I was just, I was just very nervous on just saying a two, and I'm like, uh, I'll play it safe and say three. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. It's because it has to hit into what it does. Um, but at least it has rush, so it can. So unless there's taunt, but you get rid of taunt, but not something else. Yeah, it's yeah. So, time will tell. But yeah, I think you're probably right. It's probably a two. Um, so we have Shatter Shard Mystic. It is a three mana three two. Uh, Battle Cry: Destroy a Soul Fragment in your deck to deal three to all other minions. Um, like I feel like if Soul Fragments are a thing, uh, this is a good AOE. I mean, it's basically a Dusk Breaker essentially for three, and you have to have a Soul Shards in your deck. It's probably not a hard task to obtain, so I'm going to say um, I feel like, I don't know. I'm not sold on Soul Shard and in, in, in Demon Hunter yet, so I still am going to give it a two. Okay. Uh, I think Demon Hunter will be able to play Soul Fragments. Um, yeah, Soul Fragments. So... God damn it, I keep saying Soul Shards, but yes. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, I want to throw that in there so that everyone would know. Um, but... Uh, I think just the effect, the AOE, and you still get a 3-2 on board for 3 mana is insane. You can easily get 4 soul fragments in your deck by turn 3. Um, so, I think, for that reason, I'm going to give it a 4. I think okay. it's a very strong card, yeah. If soul shards are, or soul fragments are played, then yes, I agree it is a lot higher than what I give it. Um, I'm just not convinced on that. Sorry, Mage, go ahead. No, I... Duskbreaker was a four and a half, almost to a five. Yep. This costs a mana less and is roughly the same body. Uh, it it uh, and uh, there's def- we we're gonna see we're coming up on the card that I think is going to be the reason you're playing Soul Fragments in Demon Hunter, and so this is a, a very high three to a low four to me as well. I think it's it it, it stops aggro in its tracks in a lot of cases. Uh, and, and so, uh, you're definitely more of a mid range sort of deck. If you're playing this, I don't, you're, you're not going to ag, you're not going to play this in aggro cause you'll destroy your own board, but anything mid range to controlling, uh, is going to, is going to play this. So, uh, and so I think it's, I think it's really good. Three high three low four. Yeah. Um, so next up we have blood herald. Um, or excuse me, Soul Shear. Yeah, I skipped Soul Shear. So next up is Soul Shear. It is a two mana, uh, deal three damage to a minion, shuffle two soul fragments into your deck. I mean, like the only, the, the, the only soul fragment card that Demon Hunter has that I'm super impressed with is coming up and this isn't it. I mean, it's three mana, three damage to a minion. I mean... I I'm I'm kind of struggling. I to be fair, let me let me categorize this too. And like, I am picturing Demon Hunter as Tempo still being king. That's why I'm rating these cards lower. Um, and I don't think you're gonna play, uh, soul uh, soul fragment effects 
in your tempo demon hunter and that's where why i'm rating so low so i also am going to give this a two i think if you want to play soul shear and get soul fragments in your deck then this goes up um but i don't see it being super great in demon hunter i gave this a three um we played penance already and that's a strong card you don't get Mm -hmm. the heal immediately but you get the soul fragments which either heal or give you a bigger effect uh i think this card's great so it's a solid card two damage three or two mana three damage is solid i gave it a three as well i think it might be better in warlock than in demon hunter Mm -hmm. Um, but but i like what it could do in demon hunter as well um i think that it's you know, a nice alternative to I-Beam, only it doesn't get its cost reduced, but it's already cost less than I-Beam and uh, can potentially set you up to some of the other payoff cards that are that 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 use the soul fragments. So I gave it I gave it a three. OK, so next up we have Blood Herald. It's a five mana one one minion. Whenever a friendly minion dies while this in your hand. Gain plus one, plus one. We've seen effects like this before. This is utter trash one. Uh, yeah, it's a bad card one. (laughs) Come on, mate. Two. (laughs) I think, I think that there's, I, well, I think there's a specific, like, high aggro deck that might run this, but that, that would you'd have to craft the right kind of deck in order to do that. It also has to somehow get into your hand before all your minions die, which makes it really difficult. I mean, I, I think of it like a, I I don't know. There's there's not. It, it's like the um, quarter creeper effect, but on a body like a frost wolf warlord, and uh, it, it's that it's that co- combination of it having to be in your hand and the minions die in order for, to, for it to be buffed up and then the, it's it, yeah it's a one i yeah. i can't i can, no that, I was gonna say, the, the only deck i could uh try and see running it is the like the command the Illidari uh like rushers where they have right. the thing that yeah. does three damage and and then if you do that, this is way too slow because it doesn't get to attack or do anything the turn it comes down and it right. probably just dies. So yeah, this right. is probably if this was four mana, three mana, something a little bit less, then then maybe it's then then maybe it it can see play with the with the two spells that give you a bunch of one one rushers. But yeah, right. it, it's I, I I tried to talk myself into something better than that it, it was, but the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, no, no, that's a one. You want to talk about something that's the opposite of a one? We have double jump. It is a one <laughs> mana drawn outcast card from your deck. This is five. I, like oh. this is this is bordering on six for me, uh, because it is a one mana put something in an outcast position. Like, you draw it, and it puts it in the outcast position. So if you're super high on Glide, this has a potential to draw Glide, and you're able to trigger it in the same turn. Like, 
I feel like this isn't a turn one play, but you're not hurting for turn one plays in Demon Hunter. Like, this activates. Tutor effects are always drawing a very specific card and putting it in the position where it needs to be to get its optimum effect. Like, play this on turn seven, you get a Gul'dan, your Skull of Gul'dan, and you, you get to immediately play it and run it. So, like, I feel like this card is, like super nuts alright here's where we're big difference uh, this is a 2 for me fringe 1 okay. um, the reason being is that while you can high roll the skull like perfect skull into that everything there's also the chance where you already have skulls in hand or mm-hmm. you just get an eye beam is one mana get an eye beam good enough is one mana get a spectral. I mean, there's so many outcasts that while it is targeted, the the effects that you're getting from it is wide. So I but, personally... But you get all the effects. You trigger that your outcast effect goes off. For sure, but they more often than not do already. And yeah, I, I, I just don't think this is insane. I, I know... Tutor's good, but I think this is uh, fringe playable. So two. <laughs> I I have it as a two. And okay. I think I think that it's just um, you want to then sort of limit the the number of outcast cards, and I think there's probably way uh, there's too many outcast cards that a typical demon hunter deck is going to want to put in there. So then the the consistency of what you pull with this probably isn't there. So that i feel like more times than not you're going to be able to get what you want like you'll get something that is going to benefit you in the situation you're in and you'll be able to play it immediately like skull is like the extreme one but i think anything you pull off of this and immediately get to dump is going to be worth it so i am this is this isn't the only other hill I'm going to die on. That this I feel like I <laughs> feel like this. There's is, been two during Demon Hunter, so yeah. forgive us if we don't. Think yeah, that that's this fair. Is the last hill. But. Yeah, that's it's it's true. I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not going to get. Yes, I am. But uh, if I do, you know, I do. But I I just think that affects that tutor like this into something very specific, like Outcast is so good so okay next up we have fell guardians summon three one two uh, demons with taunt cost whenever cost one less whenever a friendly minion dies i i mean this is better than that other card but not by much so like it's better than the uh blood herald so i mean it, it might you might be happy to get an arena. I'm I'm trying to talk myself out of giving it a one, but I think I'm gonna give it a one. Yeah, um, I I was asking myself what would I want to pay for that effect, and the answer was one mana. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. it being seven and only discounts while in hand scares me, so I give it a one. I mean, it reminds me of the the druid uh, card that's two mana that gives you two one twos. They have life steal instead of taunt. This is three plus times the price. 
Uh, yes, it does go down, but it has to be in your hand to do so. I originally had this as a two, but now it's a one on my list. It just it's it's just too expensive. If this started at five or four mana, then maybe we could talk about it yeah. being a little bit better. But seven mana. Yeah, you have you to get ask... an extra, You do get a third minion, but yeah, no, this is still just too much. I agree. So next up, we have Marrow Slicer. It is a four mana, four two, true silver champion. Shuffle two soul fragments into your deck. So I think this is the thing that makes soul, uh, soul fragments. God, I keep saying soul shards. And I'm going to continue to do it. I see the soul shards. So it um, shuffles two soul fragments into your deck um, every time you or when you battle cry it. So um, I think this is a really good, efficiently statted weapon that tempo demon demon hunters are going to be all about. Um, Four mana seems a little bit weird anyways. I mean, you have Kane and... um, uh, you have uh, altruist, yeah. but you generally aren't playing Kane and you're you're not playing uh, Kane on four met much anymore, and you're probably not playing altruist on four. So this gives you something like actually to do besides um, Seder Overseer or Hero Power or Twin Slice, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a really good weapon. So. I'm going to give it a low four because I think this soul thing with Soul Fragment and Tempo Demon Hunter is that if you hit, if you pull a Soul Fragment off Skull of Gul'dan, you, the card you actually draw doesn't get discounted. So you don't really want to add anything that you don't want discounted in your deck. So that's true. Um, for me personally, I gave this a three. Uh, I mean, four damage. A true Silver Champion's a good card. You don't get the heal immediately, but you could get some heal. I don't think that's what you want to use it for. But yeah, exactly. it suits the archetype, and I think it's a solid card. So yeah, I give it a three. It's solid. So True Silver Champion was an example of a three, but I think this is better than a True Silver Champion, even though the stats are the same. Uh, it's going to a class that wants to use, be aggressive, wants to be able to attack, has benefits that occur because they attack, like the Seder Overseer, like the Glavebound Adept. And so I think this is a four. I think I think this is a good card. It's at a mana cost that is difficult uh, right now for, for Demon Hunter to use effectively. And I think this does it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next we have Soul Shard Lap- Lapidary. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's how yep. you pronounce it. Um, right. It is a 5-mana five 5-5. Five five. Battle Cry, destroy a soul fragment in, t- in your deck to give your hero plus 5 attack this turn. Um, I, This is one of the weird ones. Like... If soul fragments, if soul fragment th- uh, demon hunter decks are a thing, this seems really strong. <laughs> uh, you get plus one more, you get one more damage out of it than uh, a glaive bound, and you get to do it on turn five, no matter what. As long as you have soul fragments in your deck, you get to do it. Um, 
But as I said earlier, I still don't see this archetype as being a super big thing, and it's kind of fringy, so I'm giving this a two. Okay. Uh, I'm giving this a four. Uh, okay. That makes I th- sense. I think, because uh, I still think Soul Fragment will see play in both classes. Um, for this reason, I mean, the body itself is insane. But you mm-hmm. can do some crazy things as well. It's a huge tempo swing on its own. And if you have, like, if you coin Warglaives into this hero power next turn, doing Ooh. nine, uh, yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's a pain. So I, I think this is going to, it's it's a strong card for. I, I, I split the difference. I have it as a three. I, I feel like there's a with especially with marrow slicer being able to curve right into this and be able to add five attack onto your four attack weapon already that feels like that would be really good it also would make sure there's fragments in your deck and so this can be like a top end card in in a more aggressive to tempo style deck and so i think that it's i i think that it's good enough it's just whether or not it sees uh I think I think how how you decide to build the deck with Glavebound and this is and and the Warglaves of Azanoth how how that five and six mana slot ends up working out because you don't want to overfill it you know have Skull of Gul'dan as well so something has to give there I think and mm-hmm. while I don't necessarily think it's this it might be this. Okay, so next we have uh, Spirit Jail or it's a one three. Uh, one mana, one three. Battlecry, shuffle two soul fragments into your deck. Um, I'm keeping with my stance. I'm giving it a two. Um, one mana, one threes are incredible. This gives you something as well, and it supports that archetype. Uh, three. I think it's a solid card. If there's one thing I, I've learned since I started playing, it's one mana cards tend to be the most can be the most busted of any cards, and uh, one mana one three stat line is well on its way to doing just that. Uh, I I I gave this a four. I think this is going to go in a lot of decks, probably in both classes, warlock and demon hunter. But I I. I could definitely think it's going to be one of the reasons soul fragments end up seeing play is, is this card right here. And I, so I think it's going to, I think it's going to see a lot of play. And so I think it, 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 it should get the four rating. Uh, looks like daring stepped away for just a moment. So I will uh, finish up with vile fiend trainer, a four mana five, four, common that says outcast summon two one one demons so uh seven six worth of stats across three bodies if it's outcast but it has to be outcast and it's four mana i gave this a two i i don't know if it sees much more than just fringe play yeah i don't think this sees any standard play um i it's a it's an arena card it's a one so. <laughs> it's a one okay yeah uh, okay okay all right, all right. Guess, uh, druid We've, yes we finished up druid or we finish up demon hunter now go on to druid we start with the legendaries there the first one is 
Forest Warden uh, Amu, Umu, Umu, six mana, five, four. Spellburst, refresh your mana crystals. Uh, this feels like a combo card, uh, very, very much so. And uh, I, I'm i not always the best gauge of combo cards. And so this feels like it's going to be strong, but I think it's going to be niche strong in that I think it, it it's going to potentially... Uh, be a combo enabler, so uh, it's definitely a key support card for a friend, for for a deck. So it's a three in my mind. Okay, uh, I think this is a very strong effect um, and card. Uh, I think it can go in mostly anything for Druid. Just refreshing okay. the mana crystals is an effect that you can do some crazy things with this. Uh, just to be able to take just a bigger turn. We saw how huge Twig was, even with 10 mana. Um, so I think in that sense, that's why I give it a four. It's a strong card. I'm just wondering, is when when's the soonest you want to play this and be able to refresh your mana crystals? And that's I mean, why I feel like it's... You want to play it... I feel like after turn like eight or something, right? You can, but you could also do it six. I mean, it's a free five, four, essentially. Um, free stats on board are good. Okay. Okay. All right. Next up is Shando Wildclaw. This is the uh, dual class legendary with with uh, Hunter. It is three mana, three, three, choose one. Give beasts in your deck plus one plus one, or transform into a copy of a friendly beast. Um, I'm the fact that it targets beasts in your deck, kind of. Uh, it's it feels like it kind of limits it a little bit. The transform effect might be good. Um, I, I, I've I've got it as a three, but I'm kind of down on this being a really good card. It just feels like it it might not be as big a payoff as as you would want uh, for a build around sort of card. What do you think? Um, I think this hunter card's really weird being in the druid section. Personally, <laughs> um, that, there you go. So I don't know why Blizzard keeps trying to do beast druid stuff. I mean cool i mean i i'm kind of upset that this is one of the dual class i think this is unplayable for druid so i'll give it a one i'm giving a one mm-hmm. <laughs> okay the i can't other... king crush no no uh <laughs> next up the other dual class legendary with shaman it is speaker gidra three mana one four it has rush it has wind fury it has spell burst that says Gain attack and health equal to the spell's cost. Um, weird. Interesting, I would say. The fact that it's got mm-hmm. Rush and Wind Fury seems very interesting. You're, It's not going to stay alive if you don't play a spell the turn you're playing this. So you're probably wanting to play this uh, after, say, turn eight or, you know, eight or later. Um I have this as a three, but this could this is probably more of a two. I, I just I'm not sure 
I'm not sure what you're trying to do with this in Druid if you're playing this card, I guess, is what I'm saying. Right. Um, for me, I think um, in Druid, you're playing a lot of... Your spells are kind of more mid-range. you got four fives, a lot of fives, some six. I think the build is there for this to sit in, and it doesn't have to be crazy either, right? It doesn't have to be a crazy huge spell to make this insane. Just being able to rush Wind Fury, I, I'm i going to give this a four. I think it's a very strong card. Okay. Uh, Daring, what do you think of Speaker Gidra, the the Shaman Druid legendary? I mean, it's got, it's got rush Wind Fury... I don't know what spell you're pairing with it, like, in all honesty, that early on. I mean, I guess if you were doing, let's put it this way, five mana gives you, like, a three six. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I think, like, this is decent, so I'm going to give it a three. So does it add the attack and health of the spell to the one four, or does it replace the one four with... It adds it. So it gains. Yes, okay. it gains. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So maybe you don't have to play it quite as high as I was thinking. See, I thought it actually replaced it. And so. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I Using this with a, a uh, like a soul of the forest seems like it might actually be a, a, a nice little, a nice little thing that you could potentially do. So. Five, maybe eight the, for seven with Rushwind yeah. period. It seems, yeah. seems decent. Yeah. 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 All right, we'll move on to the epics. We'll go to Guardian Animals. This is a seven-mana spell that says summon two beasts that cost five or less from your deck. Give them rush. Uh, so this is a deck-building challenge. I I think that like there's definitely some beasts that you could leverage and that would be really nice i think we saw that even during the live stream where this was used uh and pulled out some some uh beasts that gave that drew cards when it attacked that i think is probably the best case scenario for this but there's so there's still some application here potentially there might be better ways to draw cards and get like board presence in druid than this I gave it a three, but I, I definitely could be talked down on that. Okay. Um, hello, Ultimate Infestation again. This is fun. <laughs> uh, and for seven mana, so good job. Um, hey. Yeah, Recruit's back, and that means it's broken. I think, obviously, you can draw it, so it's not guaranteed. But I think this is a very strong card. It's a high four for me. I I think if you're playing this card, uh, I here's the thing. Like I feel like four is like a this is the majority of the decks that um I I, I don't know. I I end up with a three. I think this is a really strong card, but I'm not sure if it outweighs like the more tokeny style decks. But I could be wrong. Okay. So we're on the same page there. Next up is Natural Selection, a 10 mana spell that says give all minions in your hand, deck, and battlefield plus four plus four. Man, when Kael'thas was 
was was before the nerf to kale fuss this uh this would be a nice uh nice card to to play and get for free to buff uh hand and board and things like this i'm not so sure how you play this now even even with the ramp that druid has access to so i i think there's just better things that you want to do when you're ramping up quickly than that so i gave this a two it, it, it may see play before it rotates but right now i don't think it i don't think it's there i have a tough time with this card because in a format where we have Kael'thas, some weird things could happen. Um, I'm going to say high two, maybe a three for this card. Um, I'm kind of in the... I, I feel like that too. Like, it's a weird, fringy kind of scenario, but, like, it has the potential to see some play, so... I uh I like that, so I'm gonna stick with the two. Yeah, I, I definitely think that there's a, a scenario where maybe a Kalthos deck uh with this as its top end, this is the card you wanna hit. It definitely felt bat breaking when you played the just even the eight mana give all your minions plus two plus two and taunt the the mm -hmm. pot, the that that one. And this arguably is better though it doesn't affect the board because it's not the minions on the board it's the minions in hand deck and battlefield so you still have to pay for them the 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 buffed cards to appear on the board but it it could be it could be good enough to really create a swing turn after it after mm -hmm. you do this so uh next up is runic carvings a six mana spell that says choose one summon four two two treants totems or overload for two and you summon them with rush um i i think we we talked to we've talked about this before i think maybe not um there's definitely ways that you can create uh a bunch of a bunch of minions that you could savage roar um this is another thing that you could do it does have the advantage of you potentially could rush them the turn that you play this if you really wanted to or had to to stay alive uh but i think that the options that are currently available to you are better than that so i think this is a two right now uh i completely agree that i think it's uh, there's way better options for this so, but I think it's actually unplayable. I'm going to give it a one. Uh, yeah. I I don't think it's unplayable. I just don't see it seeing a lot of play. So I kind of, I gave it a two. When <laughs> we have buff effects, we have Savage Roar. I think think that it's i i don't think this is unplayable while while those things are and there's ramp so there there's lots of ways that you could just cheese out with this card possibly but again i i, I definitely think there's probably better more consistent ways to do that uh moving on to the rares we have groundskeeper a four mana four five taunt that says battle cry if you're holding a spell that costs five or more restore five health I think this is a fantastic card uh, for Druids specifically. Um, they have lots of five plus 
uh, mana spells that you would want to play. They potentially are taking some damage in the early game if they're ramping, and this allows them to heal a little bit. This puts a taunt in the way. I gave this a four. I think it's a good card and is going to see a good amount of play for Druid. Hmm. Um, it's a power creep from a little, like some things we've seen in the base set, but uh, for me, I don't think after two weeks this will see any play, period. So I'm going to give it a one. Um, I think it's a little better than a one, in all honesty. <laughs> I think um, for Druid, it's not hard for you to be holding a spell that costs five or more. Um, it's not a bad body. It's a four, five, or four. So, uh, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think um, you'll get a little bit more mileage out of it than nothing. So I'm going to give it a two. I, I think the reason being is like, do I want to play a Yeti with Taunt in my deck? And the answer is no. I, I'd rather do other broken things. There's just It's too fair. Sure. Sure. Okay. And, and it doesn't have tribal synergy necessarily, so it's not like good with the legendary even and that sort of thing either. So, yeah, there's... I might be overrating it, but uh, it seemed like a good card to me in practice, or just in looking at it. Mm -hmm. Next up is a one-mana spell called Partner Assignment. It says, add a random two-cost and three-cost beast to your hand. Um, yeah, I, I think anytime you could pay one mana and get a couple cards, and these have synergy potentially... With some other things you might be doing, it could be okay. Um, it helps you definitely curve out, potentially. Uh, it's a spell, so it gives you potential minions if you're playing a spell-heavy deck, so you're trying to do Glowfly Swarm. I think I think this is a, I think this is a three. I think there's some application here for this card. Um, a Debbie Downer? I think... <laughs> random minions are bad on average and it dictating your curve for the next two turns is scary and you're not doing anything i don't know i i think it's unplayable i think it's an arena card i mean i think it's an arena card too but i don't think it's you know honestly i i like giving ones too but like <laughs> i think i think this is a, a fringe so i'm gonna give it a two Okay, I overrated the last two cards. Let's see if I can make it three for three. Teacher's bet. <laughs> five mana, four, five beast with taunt that says death rattle summon a random three cost beast. Uh, it is a shield of Galakron that doesn't buff your Galakron because Druid doesn't have a Galakron. Uh, three mana beasts can range from a one, one to a five, five. So there's definitely some potentially good outcomes. All that being said, I think this is a two. I don't see this being much play. I think Groundskeeper has a better chance of seeing play than Teacher's Pet. I think... So as far as this card goes, I think this card will see play over Groundskeeper because it's a beast, and the card we saw earlier, the seven mana, pulled two beasts out. This is a solid one to get out of it. So I think you'll see fringe play, too. I mean, yeah, I... 
I'm not super impressed with it. Would you give it deliver two? two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure. Yeah. I. Uh, I mean the the recruit effect is strong, but a three mana off of five is like it's something. That's oh, a random. So I mean. I think it's a little better than just fringe in all honesty, because it is a beast. So like that could chain. So I'm giving it a three. Okay. Last up in the rares, we have a twilight runner, a five mana five, four beast with stealth that says whenever this attacks, draw two cards, this is the card that you want to pull for when you play guardian animals. Cause the, the five, five attack is, is, is pretty strong. And drawing two cards, even better. It is a beast, so it can be buffed by some of those uh, things like the the Shando Wild Claw and that. Don't know necessarily that that ends up happening so much, but I do think if Guardian Animals sees play, this is this is a card that you're on, gonna want to pull out. The fact that it draws cards, the fact that it does five attack, I gave this a three. Uh, I bounced around with how strong this is, so but. I'm going to lean towards the stronger side because it is just a strong effect that I mean, drawing two is good. You want to draw cards, so I give it a four. It's a powerful card. I I honestly like it a lot at four. I thought I thought it was I don't I wanted to rate it a high four. I don't think it's close to a five, but like it's on the higher end of four because it's a stealth card that has a hard time not drawing you two cards with a 5-4 body on it. It's a Stratholme Tiger with amazing, amazing, amazing upside. So, mm-hmm. like, I think it's really... It's got Beast Tag. It's got everything you want in Druid. So, or at least with these new cards. So, I think there's so much upside. And it's still an impressive body with an impressive ability. Okay. Moving on to the commons, we have a one-mana spell called Adorable Infestation. It is uh, give a minion plus one plus one, summon a one-one cub, a Merzul cub, and uh, add a cub to your hand. So you're basically getting one-one of immediate stats, another one-one on the board, and then a one-one in hand to play later, all for one mana. Um... Definitely, Druid can potentially make use of that with Savage Roar, but I don't know if this is... And it's a spell, so again, it's something you could potentially play and not screw up your like Glowfly deck, but I don't know that this sees much play. I gave it a 2. Okay. Um, I think it is <clears throat> a very powerful card in the token strategy for Druid, obviously. Um solid it pairs well with the next card we're going to talk to about so with spell burst so i think it's a three personally um <clears throat> yeah i kind of went back and i think i ended up on a on a two um just because i i and i i could be wrong on this i think I didn't. I want to stick to my guns, but I deliver. I honestly probably think you are more correct than I am. So, I gave it a two, but it's probably a high two. It's okay. You don't have to agree with me. 
Next, next up is the <laughs> Gibberling. It is a one mana one one. Uh, not a beast. No, no tag on this at all. Spell burst. Summon a Gibberling. Um, yeah, one mana one one. But you potentially get another one one. But if you're spell bursting, does it summon just a one mana one one? Even if you like buffed this with this with like the adorable infestation. Right. It's uh, just the card. It's not a copy of it, which is big. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I, I, again, one mana cards have the potential to be busted, but I don't think this is as good as some of the other one mana cards slash spells that we've seen. I still apparently gave this a three, which means I think it's better than Adorable Infestation, but in looking at it now, I'm not so sure. So tell me, tell me why I'm wrong. I guess is uh, I have this as a four. Um, every time you play a spell, you get another one one. So it's basically a one mana violet teacher. You can pair this up with lightning bloom, nature studies, power of the wild, um, the card we just talked about, adorable infestation. The turns you could have that just fills a board with this one mana one one is crazy. So I think it's gonna be the key card and token druid being strong. So I'm gonna give it a four. Um, I went on a three because I think it's really really strong, but I feel like uh, I just feel like there has to be more of like a perfect storm for this card to like really go bonkers off so it's like this is good you can probably do something strong with it on a regular basis but like the four the four power plays are not are going to be few and far between in my opinion so i like it at a three okay next up is lightning bloom it is a zero mana spell that says gain two mana crystals this turn only and overload for two so this is the a shaman druid card uh, it is the original uh, <laughs> Innervate. Innervate, but it does have Overload. Um, I think I'm. I'm not. I'm honestly. I'm unsure of this card because because I I feel like while Druid might want the Mana Crystals this turn. The Overload then potentially negates the fact that you got the Mana Crystals the following turn, and so I'm not, I'm I, I'm not sure what to think of this. I I have it as a three, but I could easily be talked into anything between a two and a four on this. I just mm -hmm. I don't I don't know, and uh, it's specifically the Overload that's causing me this problem. Right, it's basically, I mean, we know how Overload works, we're stealing, but with this, actually, you're stealing two mana from next turn to use it now. Um, it's a strong card, it's big tempo swing, um, it's not Innervate, but it might as well be. I gave this a four, uh, it's super strong, it's not completely busted, but it's gonna feel like that some turns when they have a perfect storm, so... Yeah, I also liked it at a four. I feel like anytime you get mana for nothing, literally, I mean, you're paying for it next turn, 
but you don't have to pay for it this turn, and you can do all the nutty stuff this turn. So, it, yeah, it, I, I like could, it. it. If you use this with, like, the exotic mount seller and end up creating an entire board, it doesn't matter if there's two less crystals next <laughs> turn because you've just won the game the previous turn. Exactly. I mean, the, the nutty stuff you're going to be able to do with it in Druid doesn't really matter the downside because chances are if you're playing this most of the time, you've already, you're doing something you shouldn't be doing anyways. Right. So I like it at four. All right, the last druid card is Nature Studies. It is a one-mana spell that says, Discover a spell. Your next one costs one less. Um, so, And it's noted here that it is literally the next spell you play and doesn't have to be the turn that you play the Nature Studies. So, I mean, discovering cards tends to be really powerful because you can uh, get whatever you are... You, you have more information than before the game started about your opponent and where you're at in the game. And so um, a lot of the druid spells are very strong. I I think the fact that you basically are, are using the cost of the spell to discount your next spell by that amount means you're basically not paying for this discover effect uh, and adding a card to your hand. I think it's a three. I could definitely see instances where you would want to play want to play this yeah i nature studies is a very interesting card it gives me a primordial glyph vibes but it's not limited to the cards you discover and because of that i think it's probably better than primordial glyph um the reason being is that you could be stuck in situations where okay i could do this play where i starfall my opponent's board right and that's a safe play but if i get x spell instead it's so much better for me right now you could try to look for it and then still go with your previous plan as well this card is super flexible uh i like it it's a four um yeah the discover effect is very strong it's a lasting discount on your next spell you can chain things together uh it works really well as a cheap spell (laughs) That already goes with uh, format or stuff that's already like exotic mounto and whatnot. I think this is a four as well. I think it's super strong. So, all right, that finishes up the druid spells. We move on to hunter. All right, the first card we have for hunter is Ace Hunter Crane. The second time we're going to be talking about this card, the three mana two four. Your other characters are immune while attacking. Um, I think. It's a very solid card still. Uh, I like it as a four for Hunter. Their board is normally the only way they win. So having this is solid for keeping that. Okay. Uh, Go ahead, Mage. Uh, I have it as a three here. I think that's what I had it in uh, Demon Hunter as well. I definitely agree with you that Hunter wins by... Uh, staying on the board and this allows you to do that I just I'm not sure if it's ubiquitous across all of the hunter decks I think there's definitely some more face oriented desk decks that just just basically just discard their minions like most face hunter decks in the past have Uh, and I don't know if Highlander continues to be good 
if they have enough minions on the board that 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 this really is good enough that you'd want to see play with this so i gave it a three but i i I think the effect is strong and there could be a possibility where it it gets better uh depending on the type of hunter decks that are in the meta Mm -hmm. um i gave this a four just strictly on the fact that storm hammer exists and if that isn't dealt with like right away like (laughs) You get to, I mean, a lot of times with uh, the hunter, yes, you want to push face, but you want to also want to secure your board, keep dragons on the board, um, being able to trade a primoto or explore into anything for free is ridiculous. So I like this a lot more in hunter than I do in demon hunter. I think that they're more uh, board centric or they're. They're more interested in in trading than Demon Hunter is, so that's why I think it's a lot stronger. And Stormhammer, like the fact that you get to swing at least once without taking damage. Um, look how good Candle Shot was, mm-hmm. and that was a one three. So like th- three damage that you don't have to take any damage to do into any minion. I think is is really good. So I like it a lot. All right. Uh, next card is Professor Slate, a three mana three four legendary. Your spells are poisonous. I like the memes that I've seen from this card. Um, deadly shot, deadly shot, broken. Yeah, insane. <laughs> uh, I think it's gonna see fringe play, so I gave it a two. Um, there's the rapid shot, right? The twin spell thing you can do, but there's a lot of just. It's very situational, so. I gave this a two as well. Uh, explosive trap seems like a really great way, but I feel like if you see this on the board, you're not going to attack face until this thing is dead. If you have any minions on the board, um, so I, yeah, there's there's definitely some spells that you could um, use this and and get uh, some some removal from, but I I don't know if it's worth playing just just for that. Yeah, so uh, I feel like it's a fringe card that, like, this might be an interesting one in, like, Face Hunter because they do play Rapid Strike, and this could occasionally get you around a Taunt minion. So, like, or an Arcane Shot, which I know you'd rather go Face, but if you can clear something up with a one-mana spell plus this to push everything Face without losing your board. So I like it as a two. All right, uh, and now we get to talk about our Shondo Wildclaw, 3-mana, three 3-3 three, three, that we talked about earlier, Legendary, the give beast in your deck, plus 1, plus 1, or transform into a copy of a friendly beast. Uh, I think this is much better because I can turn into King Crush. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think if this sees play, it's most likely going to be just a solid tempo play where mid-range beasts are a thing. Uh, it's definitely better in Hunter. I think it's playable, so I'll give it a three. Yep, mid-range, mid-range Beast Hunter has been a deck uh, in the past that was good. There's definitely some tools still in the, in the Hunter kit in Standard that would allow for it to be good again. The fact that it uh, you can potentially buff up all those beasts with plus one plus one with this uh 
might be enough for it to come out of hibernation and be a deck in the meta again. And so I'm thinking that's possible. So I'm giving this a three because I think that this is the Keliseth effect uh, on your beasts. And and that was it. This isn't asking as much as Keliseth did necessarily. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a shot. Um, I'm giving it a three as I feel like this slots into Highlander Hunter. Like there are a couple beasts that you do play and people play in a grand slam. Like this is potentially 16 damage for, um, for 10 as opposed to 12. And you get to choose where both six, two, eight, eights attack. So, so what I'm saying is King or uh, Dino Tamer brand in this card cost 10 mana uh it's a two card combo but like and like i said there's probably a few other things that you might want to transform it into but like i don't think it's absurd that you would hold on to it um until turn 10 so the grand slam is a spell though so this would not buff that no, 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 no. What I'm saying is people run the Grand Slam for 10 mana, and that does 12 damage. Oh, I this see potential, mm-hmm. This oh. potential, you can do 16. Sorry for the confusion. I, okay. I guess I, yeah, I guess I didn't. Yes, that was my bad. But, um, so that's where I'm at. I feel like if the Grand mm-hmm. Slam is good enough, that this combo is also good enough. So I think it's, I think it has some upside in Highlander Hunters. And yes, this is potentially something that could give Beast Hunter legs again. So, um, especially like a more of a tempo Beast Hunter. So, yeah, I like it as a three. All right, next one is uh, our other dual class, seven mana epic card, Guardian Animals. The summon two beasts that cost five or less from your deck, give them Rush. I think this is much worse than Hunter because... I don't know what you would want. There's a couple new beasts that they are getting, but I don't think I'd be happy getting those. So it's much weaker and probably going to give this a two, maybe a one for Hunter. Yeah, I think that I, I do think there are a lot more beasts that you could potentially want to put in a deck with this. I mean, you basically have to really curate down your um, your beast list. And then the question is, is, what do you fill the rest of the deck in if they're not beasts? Probably dragons, I would assume, or mm-hmm. other Highlander-ish sort of cards. And so then the question is, is, is there enough consistency there? I, I I gave this a two in Hunter. Um, it's great if you pull Savannah Hymane, but outside of that, maybe what what are you hoping to get? The Griffin, but you'd lose the battle cry then. <laughs> um, Six or Prime, you'd lose the battle cry, so that you don't want to pull either. So yeah, there it, it feels like there's a lot of the beasts that you would want to play with this are there's there's better ones in Druid than there are in in Hunter. Well, you couldn't pull uh, Zixor Prime. You could pull right. Apex Predator, but he already has Rush. So, like, the, both those cards already have Rush. So, it's like, yeah, I think this is a two, a uh, bordering on the one. Actually, like, 
I think it's damn near unplayable, but I'm sure there's some some person who's gonna figure out something, some fringe scenario where it's like, uh, I guess this is okay. So I think it's a two. Yeah, it's tough to give it a one because it is technically mana cheat if you build it correctly. So yeah, someone's gonna do something. Uh, next one is a four mana three five beast, Krolusk Bark Stripper, Spellburst destroy a random enemy minion. Um, I guess it's a deadly shot effect, but wouldn't you rather just play deadly shot? Probably. I I, don't think this is a good pick. I gave this a one. I don't think it's playable. Uh, it's deadly shot on a, on a beast body. I don't think you're cheating it out so you're probably playing it with a spell hunter has a lot of low cost spells so i gave it a three i i actually kind of like the card um i gave it a two um i feel like right now and this could change in the future why aren't you running a rot nest drake like i feel like like hunter doesn't really have any zero cost spells so you're spending five to get this done I would rather have a 6-5 that just does it for me holding a dragon. So I think this is a fringe play right now if you're if Beast Hunter is more of a thing. So that's where I'm at. I give it a 2. Alright. This sees more play after after Rotnest Drake. For yes, exactly. Or, or if you didn't uh, buy Galakron's Awakening, which I think is where the Rotnest Drake was. Yes, that's this correct. Is a, this is a nice alternative for you. I yes. can see that. Mm-hmm. That's why I gave it a two. It's a fringe. Okay, yeah. Um, Now we have our second half, Trame Crescent, our one mana, one four weapon. After your hero attacks a minion, your minions attack it too. Um, I, th- I think this is a three. I mean, it's a good card. It's playable. It's tough because this effect is so wonky and new. Um, so I'm going to be a stick in the mud and just say three. You obviously forgot what I think of this card when we showed it in Demon Hunter. I'm the stick in the mud. I gave this a two. I think that you, even more so, Hunter want to go face, and you don't necessarily want your minions to attack the thing that you're attacking. So I gave this a two because I'm not sure how I reconcile that right now. Um, I think it's a little higher just because I feel like there's like uh, uh, Highlander Hunter is kind of more okay with trading. And yes, ultimately it wants to go face, but it wants to control the board more. So I think this is a little, I think I may have given it a four in Demon Hunter, but like, I think this is a three in Hunter. So I, and I, yeah. I don't remember what I gave it, and I'm not looking it back up. So yeah. <laughs> I just scrolled back I, up and looked, and I gave it the I gave it a two in both places. So yeah, yeah, I, I think it's slightly stronger in Demon Hunter just because you can buff your attack in Demon Hunter, whereas this it's it's one attack, so it's tough to tell. I I think it's definitely weaker for Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. Next card, we're going into the rares: a three mana one two beast bloated python. Death Rattle, summon a 4-4 Hapless Handler. Uh, that's great flavor, by the way. I love that. Yes. As someone in IT, I do love that as well. So, uh, 
I think it's a, a decent card. It, it solid for stats. It's it's an egg effect. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. give it a two. It's a fringe playable card. I think I think this is actually one of the beasts that kind of brings a bit mid range beast hunter back, and I think it's a really awesome target for pack tactics. Uh, if you can get that to go off, uh, if you're playing some secrets along with this, not necessarily sure if you do or not, but I think I think that uh, um, you know this could potentially get pulled out and be a even better target, possibly with scavengers ingenuity i gave this a three i think i think that Ter- we've got taran gorfiend as well and some different things like that and a discover spell for a death rattle a little bit later on in this set so i, th- I definitely think this is going to see a-, a fair amount of play i see it more as a fringe as well um seems a little slow for the effect so i gave it a two okay all right, now we have our one mana demon companion spell. Summon a random demon companion. Uh, same effects. I mean, it's. I think it's a playable card. I think it suits better and easier into Hunter. I mean, because I think their one drops are a little worse. So this definitely helps it more. I think it's a three. I gave it a four, the same I did in Demon Hunter. I think it's a a very, a very strong turn one play that you're happy to happy to have. I'm doubling down. Five. Let's do it. That's right. I think I I think it's super strong. So five, hundred percent. Okay. Yep. That's one of your hills on your mountain. Yep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. Got a one mana spell overwhelm. Deal two damage to a minion. Deal one more damage for each beast you control. I. It's a shield. It's Hunter's Shield Slam, but it's weird condition. I think it's a one. I don't think we can see the play. It's too inconsistent, I think. Yeah, it really kind of de- it really depends on you building a beast cent more beast centric deck. I think you like what are you hoping to get for damage out of this? Four, five, probably uh, what, yeah, what, do you, mark. what do you what do you need it to do minimum? Probably three. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, you could. I, I mean, you could do that, and then it's like, well, what are you hitting? And like in the later game, this probably isn't doing as much. Mm-hmm. You know, heck, if you can unleash the unleash the hounds and then get to play this, yeah, this could potentially be great if they've got a big board. But I, I I'm not sure. I, I've got it as a two, but I could very easily see this being a one as well. I think it's a two. I think there will be someone who wants to play this, but like, it's a fringe. So, all right, and then our last rare teacher's pet, the other dual class card with druid, uh, five mana, four five taunt, death rattle gives someone a random three cost beast. I give it a two in druid, but I don't think it can see play in hunter. You can't cheat it out. It's just too stagnant i think for hunter so i'm gonna give it a one 
have a three. I like that it's a beast. I like that it's taunt. I don't like that it's five mana. Um, I'm trying to think of where I where where my where my head was at when I decided to give it a three, but I don't I don't know. So I'll leave it. I must have had some good <laughs> rationale at the time, but uh, I'm kind of not seeing it right now. So I have it down as a two. Like I don't think I I think it's bordering on unplayable but fringy. So I like it at a two. Yeah, it's a little too fair, I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, into our commons. One mana, adorable infestation spell. Give a minion plus one plus one. Summon a one one cub. Add a cup to your hand. The other dual class card for druid. Um. I think it's a three. It's a solid card. Um, I think it can help in the early strategies, and it's not limited to beast, so it helps that early game. Uh, I think it's a solid card for both classes. I like it better here than I did in Druid. I had it to two over there. I give it a three over here. I, I think the the two beasts, the two one mana beasts, definitely allow for. Uh, some synergies with beasts that Hunter already has built in that I think are better and easier to pull off. And I think this is a potentially key card for the mid-range beast Hunter deck. Um, I like it as three as well. I feel like um, to it potentially, intentionally uh, gives you uh, a fair, uh, better trades with your one drops. So like... You might be able to value trade something. Just quick example, Blazing Battle Mage becomes a 3-3. All of a sudden, you get to trade over there, Blazing Battle Mage. Just going off the top of my head. So, I like it as a 3. Alright. Um, now we have back to Blood Herald, our favorite 5-mana 1-1. One, one. Whenever a friendly minion dies, while this is in your hand, game plus 1, plus 1. While I do give both of these a 1 for it being unplayable, I think it's even more unplayable than Demon Hunter. There's no there's no tag, so yeah, this is this is still still one. And I think I agree with you that it I think it's easier to buff, strangely enough, in Hunter, but I think it's still bad. Yeah, I think it's a higher one in Hunter because Unleash the Hounds exists. Um but yes, it's it's utter trash, so no need to play. Yep. Alright, moving on to our other studies for this class. We get uh, one mana carrion studies. Carrion? Carrion? Carrion studies. A yeah. discover a death rattle minion, your next one costs one less. I really love these effects. It's a really cool card. Uh spells are better than death rattles. I don't think this sees play. Death rattles are so they're too random, I think. So I'm gonna give it a one. I think I agree with you. I think it's the 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 fail the bad side of this is that it's a discovering a death rattle minion and um and that you're reducing the cost on that versus a spell or, or something else. Um I still think that with Terran Terran Gorefiend and some things, there might be a scenario where where you would want to run this in a Death Rattle deck. So I'm going to give it a two that it could be a support card in a Death Rattle Hunter deck of some kind. Yeah, I see as one. 
I don't even see a fringe that's in standard, so I just think it's unplayable. Okay. All right, our last card for Hunter is a 1-mana, 1-1 beast, Walpertinger. Battlecry, summon a copy of this. So we have hand buff beast cards, so this is a great target for that. It's 1-mana, so that helps. Uh, It's definitely fringe, so I'm going to give it a 2. Hand and deck uh, buffs to beasts. Uh, both in this set and currently in standard. One mana, one one that gives you at least a one one copy and potentially could be better than that. I think I think this is going to see a fair amount of play, especially in that Beast Hunter deck that I think is coming. So I gave it a three. I see it more of a two as like a fringy card. So I mean, All right. on one, it's definitely decent. I mean, yeah, two one ones. We played the alley yeah, cat. Yeah, alley cat so. with alley cat was just fine. Alley cat yep. was just fine, and it's alley cat with upside. It's fair. Yeah, potentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right, let's move on to mage, um, and we're going to the legendaries, and we start off with Jandis Barov. Um, she's a five man out two one. Battle cry, summon two f- random five cost minions. Secretly pick one that di- uh, that dies when it takes damage. Uh, I mean, I see this as a two. This is a this is mage rogue. Um, so you get a random five drop, a two one, and another five drop that dies when it takes any damage. So like, I don't know. It's two random five drops. I'm not super in love with five drops. So like. This could go one of two ways, amazingly or poorly. Like, so I don't know when and where you want to put her in a mage deck, so I gave it a two. Yeah, I I really like this card. This card... It's cool. ...is super cool. It fits the illusion theme, right? We got mage rogue. Uh, I gave it a four. I think the... You're going to do damage to any minions that trade into it, even if it secretly dies, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of head games you can play with that. You can just, if you get a bad minion, you just throw it on that. That can get easily traded into anyway. Um, I think it's a very solid card, so I think it's a four. Okay. I gave it a two. Um, this is five mana, so... One of your options could be this, and that would really, really kind of suck if if, if that's one of the minions. Um, I mean, I think you pretend. I I I think the problem for me with this card is the the body itself on this card. Yes. Right? If this was anything better than a two one, along with this effect, I think I'd be a lot more excited about it. It could be better than I'm giving it credit for. That effect might be worth it, as you point out. That it's they don't know which one they actually have to completely kill versus the one they just have to to, to damage to kill. Um, so there there's potential there, but I gave it a two because I'm just I I'm not sure. I I think the mind games with this card are going to be fairly obvious. Like it. Mm-hmm. It, it just seems to me that, like, there's too much disparity. Guess what's also a 5-1 is that stupid 
blood thing there, or the blood herald we've been talking about. It's like, it's a 1-1. Does it matter if it's the one he picked or not? Because it dies in one hit anyways, you know? I think there's too much variance in the five slot for this to be, like, a really... Like, there's a lot of chance for... And you don't get to pick which five drops. You don't get to Mm -hmm. discover two five drops. It's two random five drops. So it's like... It's worse than, in my opinion, it's worse than Conjurer's Calling. So I, that's why. I agree it's worse than Conjurer's Calling, but I think this card can easily two-for-one people, which makes it good enough. Okay. Well, I I respect your opinion, so. Okay. Uh, next, we have Mozaki Master Duelist. She is a five-mana mage-only legendary um, is she's a three eight? After you cast a spell, gain plus one spell damage. Um, which seems to be things have gotten a lot of spell damage report or support in this. Um, I think this is a three with some upside. So it's a hard. It's a three eight on five. So like it's not doing a lot, but it's it's sticking around. Um, and potentially kidding you a lot of spell damage so this is this is interesting and i think that it has some decent applications without just being too fringy mm-hmm. uh, i agree with that it's a uh, sorcerer's apprentice is a thing and there's a lot of cheap spells so you could get a malagos pretty quick with this um i think that's going to be tough to do but i think it's playable i give it a three as well make that a three trifecta i gave this a three because i i like the applications that you would use spell damage with not just in a burn deck but also there's the other legendary we're about to talk about there's uh you're drawing cards with spell damage there's uh uh the devolving missiles there there's lots of things that i think um, right now that you'd potentially want to get spell damage on and this is a really difficult minion to remove and can, um, scale, and can scale spell damage for you. Exactly. So next up we have Raz Frost Whisper. It is a he's a five mana mage shaman legendary three six. At the end of your turn, deal one damage to all enemies, improved by spell damage. Um, I don't know how powerful the spell damage archetype is going to be in mage. Um, so I gave this uh a three. I, I'm not this one. I am totally lost on. I don't know where it's going to be if this is going to be good enough. So I went middle of the road. That I think it's better than just fringy because I gave uh, Mozaki uh, that as well. But I don't think the effect is like the most powerful unless something nutty happens. So like it's Baron Geddon for five that only hits your opponent's effect. Right. Um. I think. I really want to give this card a four, but I'm going to give it a three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a body that its ability gets a bonus because of spell damage gives you more incentive to play spell damage cards and minions because this allows you to have something that you don't have to have a spell because those other effects, if you don't have a spell, what's the point of spell damage? This is a body that sticks around, and if it's an aggro deck or a low mid-range to mid-range deck, then if you have enough spell damage, 
they're not going to be able to remove this and you just win the game outright. Um, so I'm going to stick with a high three. That's all right, Deliver. I will give it the four for you. Okay. I gave it a four. I think I think that like we've seen uh, Warlock had a card like this. Dreadlord? Dread... Five Dreadlord. Yeah, yeah, it's a Dreadlord. Dreadlord. Yeah. Uh, but that only did one damage. This and we have a uh, a lab partner that's coming up. That's a really cheap way to buff this uh, end of turn effect. The six health I think is actually pretty nice with regards to trying to remove it. I I think this is a payoff card for for running a spell damage deck, and so I I think this is this is a build around card for spell damage, and so I, I and I think it's a powerful enough effect that I think it's actually going to work. Maybe not tier one, but I, I, I could definitely see it being uh, a good payoff for it. Uh, next up, we go into rares. We go to combustion. A three mana uh, spell, deal four damage to a minion. Any excess damages goes to both neighbors. Um, I think this is really powerful for mage, and especially if you're playing uh, uh, spell damage, and so I am, I like it at a four. I was hesitant to give it a three because I'm unsure of where spell damage mage is going to end up, but I feel like this is still a really strong effect, even if you aren't running spell damage. So. Hmm. I almost gave it a two. Um, okay. I like three. It's a low three. It's, it's a solid card. Uh, paying three damage for or three mana for four damage is interesting. And it's basically most of the time, I think you're just going to get chip damage in, but spell damage obviously helps. So if that archetype is there, then I think it could be a four. Um, but I think it's just, it's a playable card. I gave it a three as well. I think it is just a playable card. I think it's a key support card, like a true silver champion is to a, to a paladin deck. It's not the build around or, like swing turn card that some of the other cards could potentially be in that deck. So if you if everyone out there didn't know what kind of player I was, I think my scores are pretty evident as what I lean towards. So <laughs> Okay, next up we have Devolving Missiles. It is a one mana shoot three missiles at random enemy minions that transform them into ones that cost one less. And it can hit the same target multiple times. So if you have one minion on the board, it devolves by three. So, um, I honestly, I feel like this is probably going to be, uh, and this is also a shaman spell too. So, but in mage, um, I feel like this is probably pretty good. So I gave it a three with some upside. I, I, I'm, excuse me, hesitant to go to four. Just because I'm not sure, but I get I stuck with a three. Um, I gave this a two. Um, I don't like RNG like this. It is one mana, which helps, but sometimes it could just give him a better minion. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, that's that's the nature of the devolve evolve fact, right? Know? So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I'll be playing it. I thought maybe this would change the number of the effect based on uh, spell damage, but it does not appear as though that's the case. So you're just getting 
only going to pay one mana, always going to get three missiles, it looks like. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. It, it, I, I gave it a three, but I'm, I, I think I was higher on it when I first saw it than where I'm at now. And there's a distinct possibility I could be even less high on it the closer and closer we get to, to actually being able to play it. So I didn't see it being played in action. So I have no idea if it's better than that or not, but um, it, it, it could be okay, but it also could be kind of terrible. All right. Next up we have potion of illusion. It is a four mana spell. Uh, it adds one one copies to your hand. Uh, it adds one one copies of your minions to your hand. They cost one. Um, this isn't a trick. This is an illusion. And um, okay, no one else got that. I'm sorry. Uh, my host did not get my uh, Arrested Development joke. So. No, sorry. No, it's fine. All right. Um. Anyways. Uh. It, I see this as two. Um, I feel like this is like more of a combo card than anything else. So it's kind of fringy to me. Um, so I, I gave it a two. Um, have you all seen the... Because of this card now, we, OTK Mage is back? Yeah. I, I mean, that's what I said. That's yeah. like... It, it, you can do it, but it seems like a lot of work to get it done. There's a set of turn, and if there's a set of turn, there's glide, and because of that, it's a two. So, too much combo I, disruption. I, I think I. This definitely is a combo card, and one thing I've I feel like I've come to decide is that I don't want to rule out combo cards because they can potentially show up and make a combo work that uh, I wasn't expecting because that's just not the type of player I don't think like that. And so I, I feel like this card is a key card for a combo deck at some point before it rotates. And so for that, I'm going to give it a three, whether it's now or later. Maybe Glide keeps it in check. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but I feel like I feel like this card is good enough that it could potentially, on its back, create a combo deck that sees play. Um, I would I would argue with uh, Deliver there that Gwai doesn't keep this card in check. Tempo Demon Hunter by itself without Gwai <laughs> keeps it in check. Tempo keeps this card in check, so that's why I went with the two. So I th obviously glide is like, oh my God, it feels so good to glide their hand after they did this. But I'm like, or if they're dead, glide doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> okay. So if you want to retort, feel free to deliver, but I'm sorry. I didn't want to. Oh, no, no. Uh, okay. I, we'll, uh, we'll see. I, I think uh, yeah. glide's going to be everywhere, but we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Yeah. We'll we'll make a wager on another show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up we have Brain Freeze. Um it is a one mana spell, freeze a minion. Combo also deal 3 to it. Um uh this seems probably pretty good in that spell combo uh spell damage one and as I said, I'm not sure what that power level is, so I gave this a 3 cuz sorcerer apprentice exists. True. Um, for mage, 
I don't think this is going to be very good. Uh, we don't know breakpoints for the next meta, but I think this is going to see French play for Mage, so I'm going to give it a 2. It's fair. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's another potential single target freeze in like a no minion mage deck. I could see that being a, a decent spot for it. Um, I'm not sure if it sees play outside of that. So I give it a two. I, I mean, I think it's a, a decently good card, but I just don't know if it sees more than just fringe play. Okay. Um, next we have Cram Session, and, uh, I'm sticking to my guns on this one as well. The two mana, uh, uh, spell that says draw one card, improve by spell damage. So, as a, I'm unsure spell damage's effect, you can easily get this to draw two cards for two, which is better than AI. So I'm giving it a three. I'm going to be giving it a two. It's tough to say how much spell damage you can get onto the board, um, but having to play another card to play this card to make it really good is tough for me, I think, to make it really good. So I think it's just going to be two. Okay. I think it's a high three, and I actually ended up going with a four, because I, I do think Spell Damage Mage is going to be a thing. I think this is the other payoff card for running Spell Damage. It's a very good refill if you can put some damage on, and the fact that you have a potential, a single minion that could get you multiple ticks to improve that card in Mozaki, I think uh, lends itself to a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of experimentation. Uh, I don't know if it'll work or not, but I, I I see this as being the other kind of big payoff card along with uh, Raz. Okay, next we have Trick Totem. It's a obviously a shaman mage minion. It's an O three at the end of your for two, at the end of your turn, cast a random spell that costs three or less. Random cuts from any class, and mage. I think this is just unplayable. Like there's no totem synergy in mage. And casting a random spell that could be anything is just kind of uh, so mediocre and awful that it hurts. So one. Yeah, I don't think the sees play either. Random spells are bad, and it's any class, so who knows what could happen? It could buff the enemies, exactly. so uh, or shadow step itself. So <laughs> it's just like, hey, you did nothing. Uh, I get a one. I wanted to give this a two, but I gave. You're it ready a to one. take a drink. Yeah, take a drink. <laughs> it is. It, there's. There's just. It, it just. Yeah. I. It's better. Better. Infinitely better in shaman than it is in in mage. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't. See, I don't see a deck that I would want to run this card in in mage. Okay. Next up, we have Worm Weaver. It is a five mana three six. Spellburst, summon two, one, three mana worms. And this is the classic mana worm, two, two mana, one, three. Whenever you cast a spell, gain plus one attack. Um, 
I kind of see this as a fringy card, so I give it a two. I mean, getting to summon uh, two mana worms, I, I feel like the earliest you can do this is turn six. So unless you already have a uh, spell or a sorcerer's apprentice, but if it survived, you probably already won the game at that point in time. So I think it's kind of a fringy thing. So I give it a two. Yeah, I if you get to the point in the game, Mana Worm was good because you could play it on one, and the tempo was just insane. Um, mm-hmm. Any later than that, the card fell off. So turn five, getting two Mana Worms, I'm not happy with. So I'm gonna give it one. I think it's unplayable. Yeah, that's I, fair. I I gave it a two as well. I'd like to I'd like to think that maybe there's a tempo or some sort of more aggressive style mage with damage spell damage and this is uh a kind of helps you from a minion standpoint push that over the edge mm-hmm. but i well, not dissimilarly to how it was used during the card reveal stream but i it feels like you want to get this out as soon as possible and any later than that it's going to be really difficult to do well with it could be a support for a, a deck, but it might just be bad. So I'm going to give it a two, but it, it's it's rough. Yeah, I think I'd probably only play it if it gave me four Mana Worms. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a bad, not a bad call. So next we have Firebrand. Um, it is a three mana, three, four. Spellburst, deal four damage randomly split, split among all enemy minions. Um, I mean, I feel like that's a little too slow for that effect, so I gave it a two with some upside, so, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. Three mana, three, four, great stats. Um, yeah. And it's enemy minions, so you can kind of target that a little bit. It's not going to be weird and go face for a couple, and then it only tags two, um, so I, I think the card's very solid, so I give it a three. Mm-hmm. I think it's a solid card as well. Uh, I gave it a three as well. I think I think it is something that you just don't mind playing on three and and when you play it later you can pair it with a spell that, that helps you control the board. So I think it's probably worth it in all yeah. in most cases. So it's fair. Okay, next up we have Lab Partner. It is a one mana, one three, spell damage plus one. Um, I'm sticking my gun still, and I'm going to give it a three. Um, I was tempted to go four on this one just because this is a super solid one drop. Uh, and it it is probably where the cards is going to enable the, uh, the archetype. So, like, I think this is a very solid one drop. So I gave it a three. Yeah, one mana one threes are great. It has upside spell damage, uh three as well. Four. This is this is the key this is a key card in in a spell damage deck. This is what makes cram uh cram session good. This is what makes Raz better. I think I think there's uh I think there's just lots of applications. The fact that it's one mana means you can fit it in almost anywhere. And it's just great to help nudge that fireball just a little bit uh better to 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 finish off your opponent so i i gave it a four okay so then we have primordial studies 
Um, this is a one mana uh, spell. Discover a spell. Damage minion. Your next one costs one less. I mean, uh, this seems interesting. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of want to give it a three just because of uh, how I felt about the archetype. But in all honesty, I ended up on a two just because I'm like, there are, there are some pretty bad spell damage minions. So I just end up with a two. Yeah, I think for a spell damage deck to be good, you don't want to rely on random ones. Um, yeah, I think it's unplayable. So I'm going to give it a one. I'm going to give it a three. I think that this is not a key to that deck, but it might be okay. I think Lab Partner is the part you want off of this uh, in most cases, almost all cases, actually. Um, and, you know, you're not guaranteed to get offered that with this. So I could very easily see this being like a two instead of that instead of a three but i'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt it gives you more options when you're building your deck to potentially get spell damage minions to make sure that that works i think initially this card is in the spell damage deck i don't know if it stays in the deck okay and then our final mage card is wand thief is a one mana one two combo discover a mage spell uh, I don't like this at all on Mage. I think it is, uh, basically unplayable, but I will give it the benefit of the doubt and give it fringe status, so I gave it a two. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people are super excited about this card. It's, uh, it's flexible. It's, it's a one-two body that gives you something. Um, obviously combos a lot harder in Mage. Uh, I give it a three. I think it's playable. I think it's solid. I gave it a two in Mage. I think that it, discovering a Mage spell is worth giving it a two. The fact that it's combo makes it more difficult. Um, I think I would rather just play Mage spells in my Mage deck. So I I don't I don't see where this sees play over say Lab Partner. So I think I think you're just out of out of any of the one drops. That's the one you're playing rather than this. So um, it's it's better in rogue. Okay, let's move now to paladin. All right, back at the top on the legendaries, we have high abyss Allura. four mm -hmm. mana three six spell burst says cast a spell from your deck targets this if possible so this you potentially are playing this and possibly buffing it you're in paladin you've got the librams uh and that's kind of nice to be able to pull that from your deck though you can already reduce the cost of those you've got things you've got a lot of nice buff cards in paladin that that could potentially hit this um it does mean that uh Liadrin, which you're you might be trying to get those spells back, wouldn't necessarily uh work. You you wouldn't get that spell back, uh, and that sort of thing. So I don't know how good a card this is. I gave it a three, but I could definitely see myself going on either side of that. Mm -hmm. I 
I'm definitely higher on this card. Um, because it doesn't have to be a target spell. You could get the, what is it, uh, the big Libram um, that gives you the Divine Shield Taunt. The Libram of Hope. Yes, and I think that's incredible when you can just throw a Libram of Wisdom on this. Uh, you could also Blessing. There's a lot of good things about this. I give it a 4. I think it's a really strong card. I have it down. I went back and forth on this. I just feel like there's there's stuff that you keep in a pounded desk deck for rainy days, and I don't want her casting Libram of Justice on an empty board when I pull her out. You know, like there's there's the, like I don't want the consecration to go out for no reason. Like I just feel like there's too many. Uh, uh, shattered glass in case of emergency paladin spells that you run that I don't want her casting randomly. So I think she's, I, 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 I was going back and forth. So I ended up on a three. So I think there, there's a lot of upside, but there's a lot of downside for mm -hmm. her too. So that's why I ended up as a three. Next up is the Warrior Paladin Legendary, Lord Barov. Three mana, three, two, that says Battle Cry, set the health of all other minions to one, and a death rattle that reads, deal one damage to all minions. Seems like a pretty nice control card. Uh, pretty inexpensive to uh, to get the board easily easy to consecrate. Um, so... I, I think I think it's a a mid range to control tool. I think it's a pretty powerful one for that. I gave it a three. Uh, yeah this this card's really nuts. I think um, I like it as a four. I think we're gonna see paladins with the tools that they're getting, this included, just see a big rise. Yeah, I really like this as a four as well because this is. This is consecration and equality packed into one card. Now it affects your minions, but it's also a three mana minion, so you can easily play this before you play anything else or make the trade. So I feel like this is a great control tool, and it puts two cards that Paladin want to play anyways into one card. I think this is a solid package, so I gave it a four. Okay, I might be underselling that one. The last one is the Paladin-specific legendary, uh, Turalyon the Tenured. I think I, I have no idea if I'm saying that, that right. sounds right. Eight yeah. mana, 312. Huge butt on this guy. Uh, with Rush that says whenever this attacks a minion, set the defender's attack and health to three. So he uh, affects the board immediately and could potentially remove the first minion and still have a three nine on the board afterwards. Uh, this seems, this seems like a, another really good control card. Um, I might be shortchanging this like I was Lord Barov. I gave it a three. I think, I think it's a, a key support card in a, in a control paladin list. Um, I'm not a big fan of this. I think eight mana is way too much. I gave it a one. I don't think we're going to see this C play. 
Okay. I went with a three because I don't think it's as universal. Like, I think Lord Baroff could see play in a lot of different decks. This is control only, and I think it will probably see some play. So, I think it's a good card. So, yeah, I think I think eight mana is where I I I definitely dinged it some some points in my head or or some spots in my head for the the cost. I mean, it's got the same effect as like Batterhead, but it, uh, it the stats are the same as Batterhead. It's an eight, you know, mm-hmm. a three twelve with rush. Now it doesn't get to attack again, but it 100% kills anything it hits and stays on the board. Right. So that's why I like it. So, uh, To the epics now, we have an Argent Braggart. This is the two mana 1-1 one, one that says battle cry gain attack and health to match the highest in the battlefield. So this is a, a new effect. Uh, we talked about it last week. It's an interesting effect. I don't know if it's too slow or not but the mana cost to me seems like it shouldn't be that you could use this create a big minion and then still be able to clear your opponent's board with like a a library of justice uh or something like that that then your opponent has to deal with uh i gave it a three i think i think it could be a i think it could be a solid card i personally think this card is insane i know it's vanilla stats um I think this card's gonna be a five. Uh, the you can build a deck uh, to be able to get big butts of your own and just add another free one to kind of close out the board and just win the board from the rest of the game. For two mana, seems really good. Um, it's it's too cheap, I think, for the effect. Um, I have it down as a four. I think it's really, I don't think it's like, uh, skull or, uh, car, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I don't think it's carnivorous cube bad, like levels of, um, good, but I think it is definitely, uh, you're never upset to play the card, um, let alone, um, it, you know, so I feel like it's a four is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next up is the Ceremonial Maul. This is a three mana two two weapon that says Spellburst summon a student with taunt and stats equal to the spell's cost. Uh, I in Paladin we've seen three mana two two weapons and they've been pretty solid. Um the fact that you can still play this on three means that it's okay. Uh, you just need to use the spell burst before you break the weapon. So that does lend itself to to um, being able to potentially get more value out of it. I think this is a three. I think it's just a solid, uh, a, an okay solid card. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's a very solid card. Um probably not the best on curve you probably could do something with blessing or something like that which would be huge um but later game it's getting more value out of your other cards as well and it's still you're hitting for four damage with this weapon on top of the value you're getting for a taunt the taunt added is big as well so i like it i like it as a three as well because you can play it early game 
And even if you just consecrate, you get a 4-4. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're facing down an aggressive rush deck, then all of a sudden, like, there's a 4-4 in their way, and you probably just cleared their board. So I think you could play it on curve and not be upset about, you know, just getting some minimal value out of it, at least with the swings. But if you can get some value, and it gets value later on in the game, too. So, like, I think that's pretty good. So I give it a 3. Yeah, I guess I was thinking about some of the other uh, three-mana weapons that are currently in the game, primarily in Warrior, because this is also a Warrior card. But And, and the two damage on three is, is solid. And, and like I said, you, you, you don't have to use the spell damage, spell burst the turn you play it. And there's definitely lots of spells in, uh, in Paladin that you're going to potentially want to play. You just want to make sure that you're not casting your labrums or something right after you play this so that that's how it how it uh <laughs> decides that that so that that's the student uh that it gets i mean uh, the the weapon you compare to in paladins the underlight angler rod uh, underlight angling rod and this isn't like that's not this is not the the card you would play in a murloc paladin deck so the i mean i feel like you know like a more Libermy paladin this works fairly well uh, last epic card is the Devout Pupil. It is a six mana four four divine shield and taunt. Costs one less for each spell that you've cast on a friendly on friendly characters this game. Uh, I love this card. This is a really good card in a Librum deck. Uh, and I mean, outside of Librums, there's still Hand of a Doll. There's still blessing of kings there's lots of lots of spells that you're going to cast that you could potentially cast on friendly minions to reduce this mana cost and it has divine shield as well as taunt i gave this a four i think it's a good card i am right there with you i think this is a four as well the just the divine shield on top of it is, is great i can see you easily getting this for three two even free sometimes later in the game so yeah, I think you can play it pretty early on too. So like, I I like four a lot on this card. You're probably playing, you know, uh, hand of a doll and maybe a couple Librams of justice, and then all of a sudden you can play this thing on turn four. You know what I mean? Or you can play on turn three if you get lucky enough. So, ah, uh, probably not turn three, but still turn four. It's pretty good on turn four. So. And it's good later on if you drop other things on it. So, All right, next, ne next up is the rare spell, Blessing of Authority. It is a five mana cost. Give a minion plus eight, plus eight. It can't attack heroes this turn. I mean, plus eight, plus eight seems pretty good, right? And like... This is a great card if you've got the Ceremonial Mall and its Spellburst still up. But outside of that, uh, I don't know. You can't really reduce the mana cost on this that I can think of off the top of my head, so I gave it a 2. I, I don't know if it sees uni universal play in Paladin. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. It may see some French play as a 2, so... It's just it's tough to sink that much damage or sink that much mana into a minion that while it is gives you a strong minion that trades in is blessing of kings better 
because it's more flexible. You can go face with it. So I like it as a yeah. Two. I mean the 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 other wa- train of logic is you can always attack before you play this too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyways, um. I give it a two as well. I think it's too fringy. So, yeah, I, I just don't think at five mana, like, not being able to swing. I mean, it'd be busted if you could swing face with it for five. So, obviously, it's just I can't imagine the, the times you really want to. So, I give it I give it a two. Uh, next up is the seven mana spell Commencement. Summon a minion from your deck. Give it Taunt and Divine Shield. Uh, big paladin's been a thing. There's our dual paladin, I guess, has been a thing in the past. There's definitely big minions that you could potentially want to put Taunt and Divine Shield on. Uh, seven mana feels like a pretty expensive cost to pay for it. We've seen like a six mana recruit in Warrior that didn't see much play, that, that didn't give things Taunt and Divine Shield, but, uh... I don't know that the one mana difference means that it's something you would want to do. I gave this a two because I think it's fun to like potentially get a big minion for less. It's mana cheap, but I don't know that this actually is is good enough to see play. Yeah, you could see this in like a dual pally or something, but it's way too expensive. You'd rather just play one of your bigger minions you have in your hand, probably. So I give this a one. I don't think it's playable. I agree with the I I agree with the one, but I gave it a two because like if the, someone's gonna try and make that uh, fringe recruit pally like big pally didn't work, so I think it'll see a, a teeny went to play. So I went with the two. Next up is the gift of luminance. It is a three mana spell that says give a minion divine shield, then summon a 1-1 copy of it. This is a paladin priest spell. Uh, I, <laughs> I I don't know. I I think that there's some application to this i mean you could create big minions with your with your librams or something like that there's potential of being able to get bigger minions out onto the board um like the like the uh braggart and some of that sort of thing in which case this would be interesting i think there's i i don't know it it i have it as a three but i it could be a two here it might be better in priest yeah, I I think it may see some fringe play. Um it's I don't like off the top of my head like looking through, I don't see what you can do with Paladin. I don't know what effects you could do to make this 3 mana payoff. Uh I there's other cards that just give you a divine shield that are cheaper, so I I don't like it. I like it as a 2. So I like it as a two as well, but both minions have the divine shield, correct? Right. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you could make that work something in Paladin a little bit if you had a top minion or something like that. But I agree with you. It's going to see fringe play and that's about it. Last step for the rares, we have Goody Two Shields, a three mana four, two divine shield that says spell burst gain divine shield. 
I like the I I like the stats. The fact that it's got divine shield right away means that it's not easily dealt with. And then Spellburst gives the Divine Shield back, so you could trade and get the Divine Shield back, and so this could potentially two or three for one. So I gave it a three. I think that it's a pretty good card for uh, Pure Paladin or Librem Paladin deck. Yeah, I, I think uh, the same vein there. I, I think it's really easy to two for one with this card. Uh, like And like you said, three for one possibility, so uh, I like it. It's a solid card, three. Uh, I like it as I was tempted to go to a four, but I couldn't think of much more than pure paladin that would play it just because the archetypes are so different. So I went with a three. I think the card's really solid with a really solid effect and four two, divine shield, then divine shield again. Like, I think it's, it's super solid. So I like it at three. All right. Now on to the commons. Our first up is a zero mana spell. First day of school reads add two random one cost minions to your hand. I really like this card. I think that it there's not a ton of one drops that are specific to the paladin class that you are running besides the uh, the Librum reduction one now, now that it's one mana. Um, so this to me slots in there pretty easily uh i think outside of like a murloc paladin i think this could go in just about every every paladin deck so i gave it a four actually hmm i don't think i like this card the reason being is i think i'd rather just put a one cost main in my deck that i'd like more I get the argument for Libram, like you want to get that on one pretty much every game. Um, so I give it a two. It's more fringe. Um, I was I agree with you that it's a two. It's just if you get this any later than like turn three or so, if you don't play this on turn one, the the value or turn two, the value of this card like immediately drops off. And if you go any later into the game, this card if you top deck this on turn eight, you just might as well burn a burn a card. <laughs> so like it's just I don't see like it just doesn't translate to late game. So I, I think it's a two. It's very I fringy. think you could say that about any one drop that you right. have in your deck at that point. So right. I don't I don't feel like that's a ding on this card in the slightest, but Okay. I, I get, that's, I get, that's I get fair. your I get your I get your point. Maybe, maybe I'm overrating it, but I just feel like there's definitely one-cost minions that you potentially would want to get in your deck that you can't put in your deck, specifically like Pure Paladin, because they're not Paladin cards. And so mm, that's you definitely, this is a card that you want to play in the first two turns or first three turns. That's that's and fair. Deck, and, and, and so uh, this is a card you're hard mulliganing for probably along with your Librum uh, reduction cards or the Librum of Wisdom or that sort of thing. I think that's where this card shines. Maybe it's probably more of a three than a four in that instance. But but yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I just feel like random one drops are too 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 risky. It's too risky is is the other thing that that's probably the more valid point. It's just there's just too much risk because there's a lot of one drops and a lot of bad one drops. So fair six mana four nine judicious junior. This has life steal. Um, 
okay. It, this doesn't seem that spectacular. It doesn't seem terrible. Uh, it's it, it it seems like a pain in the butt to remove because of the lifesteal and the nine health. So it's got that going for it. But I, I don't know. I feel like there's better cards that you potentially are going to want to run. So I gave this a two. But there, there's definitely, I mean, I could definitely see Pure Paladin putting this card in their deck. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people are thinking that this is just an arena card. It's, you know, it's so basic and vanilla, why even play it? But the 9 health and 4 heal each time something runs into it, this can solo a game against Demon Hunter or other aggro decks. Um, I really like this. I think it's super solid. I like it as a 3. Um, I, I went with a two as well. Um, like I felt like it's just, it's just a little too vanilla for me and I hear what you're saying deliver, but I, I still feel like it was just like, I was like, eh, that's, that's a risk you're, you'd have to take. And I, I think, uh, I think I'd rather not take it as a paladin most of the times. Like it, it seems like. <laughs> I was going to say, it seems like a solid card for, like, a big Paladin list. Exactly. It's, it's six mana, and your your duel, your commencement, and that is this price or more. So it's like, well, okay, I guess I'll just, you know, if it's not in your hand, I guess this is how you get it out on the board. But, um, yeah, but I, I, I do think, yeah, this is this is like uh, a... a uh, an apotheosis minion for priest. You're just like, God dang it. Mm-hmm. Now I've got to deal with this and they're going to be healing for ages. This sucks. I, I want to leave this game. Right. <laughs> uh, next up is shield of honor. It is a one mana spell that says, give a damaged minion plus three attack in divine shield. I think this is better in warrior than it is in paladin. Uh, it's a, it, it, it's very cheap. It's one mana, so I don't think I'd completely rule it out as a terrible card in Paladin. So I gave it a two. I think I think it's more situational. Yeah, I I think it's uh, flavor wise and everything for the two classes. This is really cool. I like it, but yeah, I don't think this sees play. I give it a one. Yeah, I I think it's. Um... I think the effect is interesting, so it might see play in Paladin, so I gave it a two. Last up for Paladin is Wave of Apathy. It is a one-mana spell that says set the attack of all enemy minions to one until the next turn. Uh, definitely allows you to do some very nice value trading and things. Um but I think turning people's health to one is better usually in a lot of cases. Uh, so I'm not sure this sees play in Paladin. So I gave it a, I gave it a two, but I could easily see this as a one. Yeah, I'm at a one with it. We've seen cards that could potentially do something similar to this that never saw play. This is cheap, but I don't like it. Uh, you don't have uh, anything to take advantage of one attack minions in Paladin. I think this is a one. I think you'd rather clear the board than it, it, to do stall the inevitable 
So, like, it does get you one more draw, but I think there's a lot more things you'd rather be doing as Paladin than be like, well, I don't die this turn, so... It's, it's a budget timeout, yeah. It's a budget timeout that uh, I think works far better in Priest. Yep. And Speaking of Priest... Yeah, yes. we get into the legendaries here. We start off with a 4-mana 3-6 uh, Priest Warlock card. This button... Disciplinarian Gandling. After you play yes. a minion, destroy it and summon a 4-4 four, four failed student. I think this doesn't work very well in Priest. You need some like Death Rattle things to happen, but I don't think Death Rattle Priest is going to be a thing, so I give it a 1. I like the flavor, but the flavor doesn't actually make it good in a deck, specifically in Priest. Uh, I'm hesitant. Uh, it, it seems like a cool effect. I'm just not sure that Priest can take advantage of this. I, I, I don't like giving legendaries ones, so I, and I don't like giving out ones in general, so I gave it a two. <laughs> um. Uh, there's like uh, no it's it's a one it's a one in priest it's just like i'm just trying to justify it as a two but no it's a one i don't think this effect is very good all the stuff you put in there is like the the only time you might be okay with it is if it comes off galcrond there's no way this is seeing play in a deck normally so yeah i, I don't count generated by galcrond yeah uh being fringe play I think we'll like this a lot more when we talk about it in Warlock. Agreed. Exactly. All right, next one is the 4-mana 3-6 Priest Paladin Legendary High Abyss Allura. Spellburst casts a spell from your deck. Targets this if possible. Um, I think this is a solid card as well. Uh, gave it a 4 there, and I'm going to give it a 4 here as well. I gave it a three over in Paladin. I feel the same way about it in Priest. There's definitely buff cards that you you could pull and put on this that really make this a pain in the in the backside to see. Um, there's definitely cheap spells, so getting the spell burst off on this seems fairly easy enough. Uh, there's also some more trying to think there's definitely some more situational spells in priest as well so there is some downside there too um so yeah i think i think it's a three uh i gave it a one i think it's unplayable in priest i think soul mirror is too important of a card for it randomly to come out like i think uh, Holy Nova, uh, Breath of the Infinite, um, those cards are just too important to randomly throw away in most matchups. So, like, the fact... Also, like, not a good Apotheosis target generally. You want to be playing Apotheosis generally on things that it can attack that turn. You want to play um, uh, Psychic split, split on something that is going to, you know, give you some value. So, right now... I think Soul Mirror is is too important of a card. Um, Plague of Death. Some people play Plague of Death. If this if this pulls out a Plague of Death, like I just there's there's too much downside and like the upside is so minuscule to me. Like she can pull out a, a renew. you she can pull a penance. Like there's too many things in Priest that are targeted. Remo like if you run Shadow Word Pain. 
okay, I'm going to kill myself. Like, you know what well, I mean? Like, yeah. there's just, there's just too many, there's too many instances. And I am 100% saying this card will not see any play after day three of wow. priest, because there's just, there's too many things. And I've played a lot of priests. I have 1600 wins with priest. So like I'm not saying I'm an expert, but I have some knowledge to the subject, and I just think that there's too many things that you want to pick and choose where it goes. That if she pulls out something, it's there's m- way more downside than there is ever potential upside. Okay, yeah. Like it, one one more second. What do you think that goes on her immediately makes a difference that that she casts that makes a difference right there and then? Like maybe Holy Nova, maybe Breath of the Infinite, but maybe not. Maybe it could be an empty board. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, I, I, I just think your tools. Power word shield. <laughs> are you running power word shield? I hope not. Power because I commend shield. you if you are. That's why I don't have a gold priest portrait yet. That's... <laughs> the reason why I like this card is because it's potential mana cheat, um, and the stats alone, I like throwing this on four. You know, I don't like trying to combo with something in the same turn. Solid stats. Uh, we'll see where it goes, but uh, I personally like the card because it's essentially mana cheat-esque, so there has to be something. Uh, okay. I think I think a really good a- application of this actually is the psych split. Playing this on four, they don't kill it, then you psych split it on five, and then uh, something buffs one or both of the, the minions. But maybe I'm completely wrong in that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I just I think there's a lot more upside in Paladin than there is in Priest, okay. which I think is basically none, so... Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I just feel very passionate about All that right. one. Well, we'll go back to that in uh, two weeks, and we'll talk about it. Uh, yep. <laughs> our next one, my favorite card in this whole set, uh, two mana, one three legendary mind render, Alusia. Is that right? I don't know how to. Yeah, that's that. looks okay. right. Uh, Battle cry, swap hands and decks with your opponent until your next turn. This is such a. This is a card where. You have to know when to play it. You have to know what your opponent's playing and what their game plan is. If you can do that, this card becomes incredible. Um, I I wanted to give it five, but I can't. It's not broken or anything like that. But I think it's a solid four. It's a very powerful card. I looked at this card and said WTF. <laughs> I, I then followed it up by saying this is definitely a high skill card, so it is not for me. It's <laughs> it's it's really good. Uh, I see exactly where you're coming from. I gave it I gave it a three, uh, but I think the upside of this card is uh, almost a six, actually. I, I could definitely see that. But this feels like a card that like could get nerfed just because of how people feel getting it played against them. Yeah, I I ended up on a four with this because it's just there's this is guaranteed disruption. Not discover a card from your opponent's hand and shuffle it back into the deck. If you can literally take their hand and their deck, so if they get, if they have draw cards. So here's my here's the real question: Is it in the same position 
when like if you take a demon hunter's mm. hand and they have you know is it in the same position i would assume because so. they might have worked hard to yeah i assume it's so as well so um i just think that there is it is a skill challenging card um and that's why I was really only considering a three. I think it's a four power, but I think you have to have a good idea of what your opponent wants to do to actually use this. So, yeah, I like it as a four. All right. Uh, our next one here is a epic four mana, two, six Cabal Acolyte. Taunt, Spellburst, gain control of a random enemy minion with two or less attack. I think this is garbage. You have other ways to do this, and <clears throat> it's random too. It's not targeted, so I think this is completely unplayable. I give it a one. Uh, there's a Cabal Shadow Priest that is six mana that has the same effect without the spell burst. Sees almost no play, though it it does see play when Galakrond creates it for you. I feel like that's when you're going to see Cabal Acolyte as well. I don't. I think that it's. I think that like you're playing it because it's a two six taunt more than to steal a minion at that point. Though stealing something like a Bone Wraith because you had this on the board in a spell seems seems pretty nice. Uh, I gave it. I gave it a two. I think it. I think it's no better than just a support card in a deck at best. Um, I gave it a one because I think the only time you can see is when Galakrond generates it, and as I said earlier, I don't consider that fringe play. Right. All right. Uh, going back to our six mana four or five devout pupil divine shield taunt cost one less for each spell you've cast on friendly characters this game. I think this is much, much worse in Priest, where you don't have Libram of Wisdom. Um, so I'm going to say a low two. I didn't go quite that low. I definitely think that it's better in Paladin than it is in Priest. I think there's still cards like Psych Split. There's still cards like Apotheosis that you're running and can make this into a, a, a Yeti, a, a better Yeti or, or better. So I gave it a three. Uh, have you forgot about Sethic Veilweaver? What does Sethic Veilweaver do? <laughs> it wants you to cast spells on your own minions. So I don't think it's amazing, but I think it's at least a three. I think I just think that uh, with Sethic Veilweaver and some zero cost spells that attack or uh, target minions. Um, so this, this like is why you're running Power Word Shield right here. This guy. <laughs> It's going to be free for you then at that point. Power Shield is also a one because I don't count it as being played when it gets generated by Sethic Veilweaver. Yep. All right. Now we're going on to our 8-mana 8-8 Flesh Giant. Cost one less for each time your hero's health changed during your turns. This is a Priest Warlock card. I don't see this seeing play in Priest, so I'm going to give it a one. Uh, I definitely think that you could reduce the cost to make this a reasonable play. The question is, is, is it what you want to be doing with the mana that you would do the, this? And does 
your deck want to have something else in in your deck rather than this i i think it's better in in warlock than it is in priest uh so i gave it a two here I gave it a two as well. I feel like there's going to be some fringe play on it because it's still an eight eight that gets its cost reduced, and you can still apotheosis and psychic psyche split it. So like, I think someone's going to try and make it work, and I think they might be able to. So um, I'm giving it a two. Okay. Is there like the start of a big priest esque sort of deck that's just running big minions that would run this? Uh, I have no idea, so I don't okay. think so, but Quest let's continue. Priest, <laughs> uh, Priest yeah, that's, that's fair. There you go. Next one we have our next, uh, it's rares. Um, Priest, Warlock, 4 mana, 3-3, three, three, Brittlebone, Destroyer. Battlecry, if your hero's health change this turn, destroy a minion. Um, I think this could see fringe play. We have Renew, we have some things that can make it worth it, but... I think as far as priest, it's not the best. I I like the card. I think there is a lot of ways that your health gets changed to where you're probably only playing this for four mana. So I gave it a, I gave it a four. I think that this is I think this is good here. I think this is good in warlock, and and so I think it's going to be something I'm okay. going to hate playing against. Um, I see it as I'm going to come in between you guys and be incredibly mild and go three. I feel like it's going to see steady play because it's a strong effect that doesn't necessarily cost any more than four. Um, but I don't think it's backbreaking or like we'll see every deck. So I like it at three. Okay. I feel like pre-sturdy pegs like eight dozen removal things. And so yeah. this is just one more removal thing that they're going to find a way to put in their deck. And it's a minion <laughs> as well. So... And it'll probably see more playing after Galakron leaves, in all honesty. Probably. Alright, now we're going back to our three mana Gift of Luminance spell. Gives a minion Divine Shield and summons a 1-1 copy of it. I think as far as Priest, there might be some crazy things you could do with this, like Sethic Veilweaver. Um, so for that, I'm going to give it a 2, so maybe there's something people could do with it. I think Sethic Veilweaver was the reason I gave this a three in Priest, specifically for that reason. I think that it, this is almost like a a uh, a combo card with with Veilweaver to create a Lyra situation, and uh, that card was pretty busted. This, of course, is two cards instead of just one, but you always needed a spell to kind of start the the Lyra train as well. And uh, that was pretty powerful, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a three. I think it's gonna be powerful as well. I see it as a one. Like I see, like this, you're not upset when it comes off Sethic Veilweaver, but you play Psychic Split because there's so much upside on other stuff. I don't see a whole lot of upside when you're not playing it on a Sethic Veilweaver. So I think it's just a one. I don't think it's gonna see actual constructed play. It'll see play being generated, but not constructed. Okay. All right, we have another spell here. Six mana initiation. Deal four damage to a minion. If that kills it, summon a new copy. I, I'm i not a fan of this card. I gave it a one. I don't think this will see play. It's too, too high cost. I don't get this card. <laughs> I, I mean, 
I I literally don't get this card. <laughs> and so I feel like an idiot. Uh, I, I gave it a one because I don't get it. And somebody's going to have to explain to me why this would be something that, that would see any play whatsoever. So someone's a new copy for you, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's that the... makes a bit more sense, but still the cost is is way way too expensive uh the only way it sees plays if you generate it off for a new and you have the perfect scenario or if it comes off sethic veil weaver it's it's a one it's just too weird and awkward and too expensive i mean it can't be any cheaper for what it does but damn it just doesn't fit so i give it a one yeah i guess it's okay into uh demon hunters six four but that's about it yeah, so. and you've got you've got a two mana way to deal with it if you really want to. Right. Uh, next one is two mana power word feast. Give me in plus two plus two restore it to full health at the end of this turn. So it doesn't give restore the health immediately, which I think is actually better because mm-hmm. you get the attack bonus on it, so you can trade up easier and then heal up, so you could potentially three for one with this card. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a four. I think this card's super, super good. I think it's going to work great with the uh, High Abyss Allura um, and sort of like a buff priest kind of mid-range deck I think could be possible. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like this card. I like the fact, I, I like, like you, I like the fact that it restores the health after the, or at the end of turn. So that allows you to, you know, buff a minion, make a tra- a value trade, and then have a full full health minion uh, going into your opponent's turn. I'm gonna be. I I immediately thought of uh, Priest of the Feast when I saw this card, mm-hmm. and so if yes. there's nothing that if the word funnel cake does not appear as part of this in some way, shape, or form, I'm going to be disappointed. Blizzard's mm-hmm. not gonna do that to me, so this is at least a three and uh possibly better than i'm giving it credit for i mean this is like uh, the quintessential priest card for me it buffs and it heals in the extremely correct order so i like it as four too like the fact that you get to trade after getting a buff and then full health restoration after that that's insane so i like it as a four Mm mm-hmm uh, then we have our priest study here, our one mana draconic study. Discover a dragon, your next one costs one less. Um, again, with these minion discovers, I don't like them as much. I give it a one. I don't think it's playable. I want to see... I want to see Dragon Priest be a thing more than it has been. There's definitely some pretty good dragons... Uh, that this can pull i think of the uh the the taunt the seven mana priest uh minion that has taunt the skeletal drake the skeletal drake uh that i would love to love to get off of this and be able to play get extra copies of it it might be too slow because a lot of the dragons are somewhat expensive uh but i'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt just because i want to see dragon priest so three Okay, I think it's a, I think it's better than a lot of the other 
a lot of the other steady cards with the exception of the 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 spell one yeah Mm. i see it as a one in all honesty i don't understand why you'd pack this in a priest deck like again it's it goes back to what i've been saying when a spell or minions generated i don't consider it being fringe at that point in time and that's the only time you're gonna see it is probably Mm -hmm. is my guess is when it's generated so all right our next one here a one mana one four frazzled freshman uh vanilla card but it's a one mana one four uh this card i think is nuts i think this is what's going to help priest become a kind of buff mid-range deck uh, going Frazzled Freshman into Power Word Feast the following turn to get a 3-6. Um, on two! Yes. On two! You'd have a 3-6 that's full health at the end of the turn. Into Apotheosis. And then Coin oh, Psych God. Splits. I think, uh... I think there's room for this to be a thing. So, uh, I give it a four. There were... I mean, there's people running the... The, uh... Uh, oh God, the homunculus because it's one mana, and because because I mean you can just buff it with apotheosis and that, and and it ends up being a really big pain in the butt. This actually can help contest the board in the early game, and it's even better with all those buffs that priests can do. And this, along with power word feast, is just absolutely nuts. I I. I think that uh, this card is the Northshire Cleric for Priest while it's in Standard, so it is a 4. I like it as a 4 as well. I mean, the stat line is incredible, and the Priest buffs are incredible. So this is just something that's probably going to hang around and just give your your opponent all kind of tummy aches. So uh, I like it. I like it a lot. All right, our next one is a zero mana common spell, Raise Dead. It's a priest warlock. Deal three damage to your hero. Return two friendly minions that died this game to your hand. Um, it's a really cool card. I love it. I think it's actually going to be a two. Um, it's going to see fringe play. I don't know what archetype I'll see it in, so... I'm just going to stick with two. It's a a res effect in that it gives you back two cards, but it doesn't immediately affect the board, which I think is better from a just playing against it standpoint, which means it's worse for the priest. Uh, I think that I think that you're right on that it's a three or a two as far as its rating don't think the three damage is really all that much of a deterrent it's more of the fact that it it is a card that you have to put in your deck and it's randomly giving you something that you've already lost in the game and so there's a little bit of inability to control there's some ability to control but not total ability to control it and so i don't think it's going to be too nuts uh, I feel like this is going to go down to one. The life-changing effects I don't think are going to be a big thing in Priest. Um, and this is like, 
this is value, but this is not the kind of value you want in like a res priest. And then if you're not playing this in res priest, where does it go? So I kind of figure like it's just a one. It's pretty much unplayable again, unless it's generated. All right. Our last one is a uh, one mana wave of apathy. It's a priest paladin spell. We saw earlier set the attack of all enemy minions to one until your next turn. I don't think this changes. We don't have Mossy Horror in Standard, so I give it a 1. But it works really well with the Cobalt Acolyte. You could... Uh... Correct, yes. <laughs> uh, so there's that, but outside of that one scenario, or are you using this with a uh, Cabal Shadow Priest? I'm not entirely sure what you're doing. So um, I get... I, I give it a two because there's definitely some applications where you've got minions that can steal if they get their attack set to one. So I don't completely discount that this could see some play in that regard. Uh, that's a lot of random generation to get those two cards into your hand at the same time. So I'm I'm uh, supposing you're actually playing those cards in your deck because you think I that they I don't might understand. be good. <laughs> all right Again, i just gave it not, a one not a priest expert here so yeah no i just no i just don't feel like this card does like it stalls and i feel like you can be doing more proactive stuff as a priest but again you're not upset if it comes to you from generation all right um is it back it's back to me with rogue um so we're going to move to rogue and we'll start with the first legendary it is Dr. Krastanov as a 5-mana 4-4 four, four for a rogue and warrior, as we talked about earlier. Oh, wait, not earlier. I'm sorry. I'm getting my classes confused. Um, it is a 5-mana 4-4. Four, four. Rush, whenever this attacks, give your weapon plus 1, plus 1. Um, people play Captain Greaseskin for uh, plus 1, plus 1 on your weapon. Um, so I'm going to give this, uh, I feel like this might be a three, but in reality, I'm giving it a two because I feel like it's kind of just, and eh, no, I'm going to stick with the three. I'm, I was going back and forth on this one too. I'll stick with a three because not only does it give your weapon plus one, plus one, it's probably going to trade into something. So like it's better to, than green skin in that regard, but yeah. Uh, it is better than green skin. I agree. However, I don't think this makes it great because green skin's not an auto include. It's still fringe playable, so I think this can be fringe as well as a two. That's fair. I'm wish casting a three on this. I I want to see a more aggressive style rogue play, and I think that buffing a weapon and having a removal spell kind of built into it a removal minion built into it i think is going to be important so i'm wish casting a three on this okay next up we have infiltrator lillian she is uh four mana four two uh she is stealth death rattle summon a four two forsaken lillian that attacks a random enemy um I give this a two. I feel like the Wasteland Warden or the, uh, I think that's what it's called. The four, two reborn stealth is probably better than this because you get to control what happens to it. So 
I think this might have see some fringe and stealth, but I, I don't see this being a lot of play. Um, I think this will see quite a bit of play. Um, I think the fact that it does attack a random enemy as soon as this dies is actually huge because it might deter the opponent from killing this because if there's something decent on board, well, how do I not get to do my trades? It makes things a little awkward for them. Um, I I really like this. I give it a... I think it's really strong, so I'm going to give it a 4. I really like it. Okay. I gave it a high 3. I think that this is a perfect minion for a stealth uh, rogue package. Uh, I There's not a lot at 4 mana that I can recall that you're necessarily wanting to play. You're probably comboing in a lot of scenarios right now. This is just a, a strong play. I think that uh, it it actually might do more to help you uh, control the board than a comma does at three mana is a three mana three four. So uh, and I also like the fact that like you're saying deliver that it it kind of deters your opponent uh, from from dealing with it because they don't want to deal it once you unstealth it uh, because of the uh, four two that attacks right away. Okay, so next up we have Jandis Barov. As we saw earlier, now we are talking about our rogue. She is the five mana, two one, battle cry, summon two random five cost minions, secret pick one that dies when it takes damage. I think I gave it a two in, ro- in mage, and I don't really think it's potentially any, like, the only, like, weird thing I could see is you could shadow step one of them and replay it if it had a decent battle cry, but I still don't think the head games are good, strong enough for this to make it worth playing. So I gave it a two. Uh, that's a little interesting. And I think this card is going to see a nerf within the first month of play. Um, I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Uh, shadow step and battle cries are rogues thing this will get abused i still think five are too random to the 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 five pools too like too weird to to go full in on this so i i i had it too on this but i do think that this is better in rogue than it is in mage there's definitely some abuses that could be done with this uh, I still absolutely hate this body on the, <laughs> the initial minion, and uh, I, I so I I can't be any more excited about that. But uh, I, I think it's something to very. I, I'm going to be watching it closely. Just real quick, just I the only thing I can think of I'm conjuring's calling conjuring's call conjurer's calling a five drop i am always super hesitant on doing i'm much more comfortable with six drops so that's why that that's why this doesn't seem that great to me so that's why i'm coming in so low on it but i am i am 100 to be willing to be proved or ready to be proved wrong on that one so okay next up we have uh potion of illusion uh, the four mana spell add one one copies of your minions to your hand. They cost one. Um, I feel like this is probably a lot better in rogue than it is in mage, especially with shadow shadow step 
and Battlecry minions. Um, so I think this is probably still a two in in Rogue, but it is more playable than it is in Mage. I think I'm a little bit of the opposite. I don't see how this can see play in a Rogue deck um, ever, so I give it a one. I don't think it's playable. Mm-hmm. You obviously did not see the uh, the the meme or something that had basically a way to do uh, an OTK with two sinister strikes in the, in this card that that I was seeing on Twitter uh, uh, the last day or two. Um, I I don't know. I think I, I again it's it's a combo enabling card there's definitely been combo like a malagos rogue and stuff in the past i'm not sure that this is used for that to make that relevant again so i'm not sure what the combo is that you're trying to to create with this so uh i i'm not going to count it out but i'm going to put it as a two because i just don't i don't get i don't get what it is um next up we have secret passage it is one mana spell replace your hand with five cards from your deck swap back next turn um so here's the only question i had that it didn't really look for an answer but i was thinking of like do you still get to draw a card after you swap back or do you just swap back your exact hand and you don't get to draw another card that turn? I think um, it swaps and then you draw a card. Okay. Um, this seems really good um, if you're playing like a more aggressive style or if you're just trying to dig for something very specifically. I think this is a three, in all honesty. I think that this will be played. I saw people comparing it to Myra's. I don't know if it's quite Myra's, but it still seems very good. It seems like a strong effect. Yeah, uh, this is one of those cards that one mana draw five, potentially. One mana dig for something in your deck um, with really no downside. Uh, I give it a six. This is too good. Okay. I gave it a four. I I think it I think it's just really strong. I think it's going to enable potentially an aggro rogue deck. This ends up being like a one turn refill, and can push you over the edge like you like you're talking about for for that lethal damage. Find that eviscerate or whatever to to finish off the opponent. It's um, not quite as good as Myra's, but Myra's was a busted card and probably could have been nerfed but didn't uh this is uh this is really good so i I gave it a four okay next we have steel dancer bat is a four mana four four battle cry summon a random minion with the cost equal to your uh weapons attack uh i mean I, i don't think this is a particularly good effect um unless you're trying to build up uh kingsbane (laughs) um so I honestly I think this is a, a one, um, but I was convinced I convinced myself to give it a two just because there's still fringe cards that could make this happen if you really wanted to try it. You do some of the Galcron's Claw, so uh, I gave it a two, but I think it borderlines on unplayable. 
Yeah. In Rogue. Yeah, I don't think this can see play. Uh, I give it a one as well. I think it's better in Warrior because I think even though you've got the hero power in Rogue, uh, the chance that you're going to have a better swing turn with this card uh, happens in Warrior. Uh, so I gave it a two, uh, but I, if there was a way that you could, um, if Deadly Poison came back in into the meta because you wanted to run it, um, this could be this could be an okay card in an aggressive deck that does run Deadly Poison. But beyond that, I don't I don't see where else this potentially sees any play. Okay, I just looked at a recording and. Uh delivers a message so we are over three hours so let's go to more of a speed round setting and keep going with these so next up we have brain freeze as a one mana uh spell freeze a minion combo also deal three damage to it um i think it's a lot more solid in rogue than it is in mage so i gave it a three and on rogue uh i think it's much better in rogue than is mage as well so i gave it a one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay that's fair i gave it a, i gave it a three as well it feels like a good combo enabler and also a solid i guess damage thing that you could do if you had already if it wasn't the first card you played so um next we have coerce um it is a three mana spell warrior rogue destroy a damaged minion combo destroy any minion um yeah, it seems better than Assassinated by far. Essentially, you could play it for one if you had preparation. So I like this at a three. I see, feel like you'll see some play. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I like the, the prep argument. Um, I don't think this will see play, though. Uh, I don't think it fits in any okay. archetype, so I gave it a one. Okay. I gave it a two. I think that it's better in Warrior, but I think there are other things... Uh, that you want to do in rogue um i'd probably just play sap and go on with my day Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. okay then we have self-sharpening sword um it is a one mana four uh, three mana one four weapon that after your hero attacks it gains plus one attack uh it seems kind of slow, so essentially it'll be a, what a four or five damage weapon on its final attack, unless you're trying to extend its life. Uh, I don't know. I see it as a two. It could be a three if the if an aggressive deck wants it, but I feel like you probably have better things to do. Yeah, I, I gave it as two as well. It's it's a little too weird for me. I think. Yeah. And it'll be a four one in its right. last swing, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I I think it might be okay. Um, I definitely gets better if there's if deadly poison or or some other buffing your weapon mechanic. Uh, Lord Baroth or the bar the doctor doctor Kostinov. Yeah. yeah, the I could see that. Uh, I give it a three. I'm gonna. I. I, I want to see this. See, I want to see this see play. Okay, and then we have uh, four mana shifty sophomore. His stealth spell burst add a combo card to your hand. Um, eh. I. I mean, I feel like it's a two. 
it could make its way into a stealth deck, but it's got average stats and like combo cards could be one of a, a lot of things. So I think it's a little too random. So I give it a two. Yeah, I don't think this can see play at all. I give it a one. Okay. I like Lillian better. I gave this a two. There's arguments to try it in stealth, but I th- I don't think it'll end up being in the final best deck of of deck best version of the deck. All right. Next we have cutting class. Draw two card. It's a five mana spell. Draw two cards. Cost one less per attack of your weapon. Uh, seems pretty unplayable in rogue, so I gave it a one. Uh, agreed. One. Yeah, one. It's, I, I Maybe, no, maybe not. Probably <laughs> not. All right, and then we move on to a two-mana spell, Plagiarize. It is a secret. At the end of your opponent's turn, add copies of the cards they played to your hand. Um, this is certainly interesting. I, I mean, I feel like it might see some play, but I'm not 100% sure, so I went on the safer side and went with the two. That's where I went exactly as well. Thought process too. It's just it's. I don't know how you. I don't know. It's a weird card, but it's interesting too. It get, it gives you pause if you see a secret being played. Uh, I but I don't know if it necessarily changes your play pattern that much. Uh, so it's it's a two, um, just because there's not a lot of other options as far as secrets go directly into rogue right now yeah so all right next we have volpira toxin blade it's a three mana three three minion uh your weapon has plus two attack uh i mean it doesn't go on there it has to stay alive i give it a one yep it's an arena card one yep uh this is a buff to your weapon on a minion I think it's better if it's a spell that buffs your minion, but this is something uh, too. But only if you're trying to just cheese out a win with minions and a big weapon. And then finally in Rogue, we have Wand Thief. The one mana, one, two combo, discover a mage spell. Uh, I gave it a two in rogue uh i think this is actually really solid it can potentially give you reach as well it is discovered not random so i give it a three okay i gave it a three as well this is uh, this feels a lot better in rogue than it does mage and oh yeah for sure and and uh at at some point pharaoh cat's gonna rotate out and this is still gonna be around so uh it's not the turn one play but it's it's something anytime after turn one that you're happy to put down and, and uh, use and get a mage spell. Okay, now let's move on to sh- Shaman Mage. All right, the first one is the legendary Instructor Fireheart. Three mana, three, three. Battlecry, discover a spell that costs one or more. If you play it this turn, repeat this effect. Uh, we talked about this uh, last on last week's show. I think this is really powerful. I think it's uh, we've seen some other three mana shaman spell, three mana shaman legendaries that are powerful, have powerful effects. I think this is right up there with them. I'm not quite ready to do a four, but it is really close for me. It, it, I think this is really strong. Yeah, I I went ahead and give it a four. 
this is essentially Lyra with a Discover, uh, but it's only that's because it's only for one turn. Um, I think uh, we'll see this in a lot of Shaman decks. Um, I think it's a three. I still think there's enough like different Shaman decks that this won't make make it into all of them. And it's a little too random to to really consider con- constantly chain off a bunch of spells. So I and maybe you don't need to, but I like it as a three. All right, I switch. I switched mine to a four. I just had to, had decided to do that. So uh, Raz Frost Whisper, five mana, three six. This is the end of your turn. Deal one damage to all enemies, improved by spell damage. Uh, you've got a totem that can that that does spell damage. You've got uh, some other. You don't have as many ways of creating spell damage in shaman, so this is not as good, I don't think, in shaman as it is in mage. But I still think it's pretty good, and uh, I think I'm going to give it a four here too, honestly. Yeah, I. I think as far as spell damage for Shaman, I don't think it, it's going to see much play if much any, so I went with a two. Okay. I kind of like this at a two. I don't feel like the spell damage thing is nearly the same in Shaman, so eh. I think I'll see fringe play. Okay. Uh, speaker Gidra, three mana, one four, rush, wind fury, spell burst gain attack and health equal to its cost uh we talked about this in druid um i feel like this actually could be leveraged better in shaman than than it would be in druid and so i gave it uh i gave it a solid three here and and think that it could be close to a four yeah i went with the four uh rush ruin fury on a I think is so flexible with this card, so there's a lot of stuff you can do with it. I like it as a four as well. I feel like there's a lot more to be done with this in Shaman than there is in um, in Druid. Okay. Moving on to the epics, we have a one-mana spell, Devolving Missiles. Shoot three missiles at random enemy minions that transform it into ones that cost one less. Um, they shaman was the original devolve class. Uh, I this isn't as good. Um, I gave it a two. Yeah, I I went with a two as well. I think the tools. I think this is a little bit more useful in shaman, so I gave it a three. Okay. Okay. Uh, next up, Runic Carvings, the six-mana spell that says choose one, summon four to two Treant Totems, or Overload to summon them with Rush. I, th- I mean, I, I think that, like, this... Uh, I don't know. A two. Probably a two. I, 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 I still feel like there's a way that this is busted that I'm not seeing, but Maybe uh, maybe I'm just actually seeing it for what it is. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I, I There's possible upside, uh, especially more so in Shaman with getting a board, so I'm going to go with it too. 
Yeah, I see this. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to end up on him too. I just don't think it's that impactful for Shaman. So. Next up is the Totem Goliath, five mana, four, five. It is a totem. It is a has a death rattle that says summon all four basic totems overload two. This feels expensive for what you're getting, um, but it also potentially is a card that your opponent doesn't want to kill because of bloodlust. So I'm not completely ruling it out as complete bad. So I gave it a two, but it might be better than that i really like this card it's five mana board on a stick um i'm giving it a high three um i liked it as three as well because there are things like splitting axe totemic the one that gives you uh uh plus two attack the one that allows you to clone it like so like this automatically suddenly turns into if you splitting axis your board is giant if you uh, totemic reflection you get a you know a full board too like there's just a lot that totem shaman can do with it and it's it's a board you don't have to cast something to bring it back it's it's a multi-layered board so i like it as a three as well all right i i switched it to a three i completely forgot about splitting x still being still being in standard that's that's a a good reason to run this Diligent Note Taker is a two mana rare that's two mana, uh, a two attack, three health minion that says Spellburst, return the spell to your hand. It was the uh, first card that got released to show off the Spellburst effect. I think it's actually a pretty solid card in its own right. There's lots of spells that you could potentially want another copy of. I'm giving this a three. I think it sees a, a fair amount of play. Um, I think this is going to be a staple in Shaman, um, in most Shamans anyway. Uh, this is good, st- good stats. I give it a four. Um, I think it's like a strong support card and like, I, I do think it'll be in most Shaman decks. So I was really torn, but I ended up on three because I still feel like no matter what, this is not the card you build your deck around. It's a support card. So I went to three. Groundskeeper is the four mana four five taunt that says battle cry if you're holding a spell that costs five or more restore five health i don't think i liked this card in druid i don't like it as much in shaman i gave it a three i still think it's okay uh i'm kind of the opposite i think i like it a little bit more in shaman than i do druid but i still give it a two um I yeah I I feel like I could spend eight or four mana on <laughs> on healing and get more back. So I I honestly I I think it's still a two. Someone will try and make this work, but I don't think it's good. Molten Blast is a three mana spell that does two damage. Summon that many one one elementals. So uh, this it does scale with spell damage then so it does additional damage and gives you additional elementals as a result yes no maybe so yes Uh, yeah that's how i read it because it says some deal blank deal two damage summon that many and elemental so it'll be star three star okay for yeah uh it can go face 
which is nice. Uh, right now, at its at its generic level, it's not very good. It starts to get better if you get some spell damage, but as was mentioned earlier, there's not as many ways that you can let, uh, add spell damage to the board. I think in in shaman, so I gave this a two. Yeah, I don't think I can see the seeing play. I'm gonna give it a one. It might see two, might be a two because it can go face, but I don't think so. I I mean I think you'd rather run lava burst any day of the week if you want to send it face. So I gave it a one. But you can only put two lava bursts in your deck, so there you go. <laughs> uh, trick totem at the end of your turn, cast a random spell that costs three or less. This is the two mana O three uh, mage shaman totem. It's a random spell from any class. This is infinitely better in Shaman than in Mage. Uh, Splitting Axe, Totemic Reflection, that sort of thing. This, I think, will see play here. I gave it a 3. I give it a 3 as well, yeah. There's a lot of stuff you can do with Totems. Uh, I gave it a 2. It's just too random. The spells that it can cast are just... Eh, I don't like the random spills that it's potentially going to cast, and if you if you copy them, you're going to add more chaos that could potentially wipe your board. So, like, yes, it is a totem, but I feel like you almost always want to play an evil totem above this. So, uh, to the common spells, we have the lightning bloom, the zero mana gain two mana crystals this turn only overload two. I'm less worried about this in Shaman because you already have, you're already kind of playing with Overload and you know how that works. There's actually benefits to Overloading in Shaman that uh, that can help you take advantage of this as well. Uh, I, think, I think this is a three. I think this is going to see a fair amount of play across Shaman as a whole. Yeah, I, I gave this a four. There's just too much you can do with gaining mana and overload in Shaman. It's uh, it's very strong. Yeah, I like it as a 4-2. Free mana. Seems good. Uh, Primordial Studies is the one mana spell that says discover a spell damage minion. Your next one costs one less. Um... We did talk about the infrequency of uh, spell damage. This allows you to do that, but I I don't know if this is... I, I think this is worse in Shaman than it is in Mage, where I think there's you can better leverage the spell damage, so I gave this a 2, and it might be a 1. Yeah, I, I gave this a 1. I think this is a 1. I think it's unplayable in Shaman. <laughs> Uh, Rune Dagger is a two mana one three weapon that says after your hero attacks gain plus gain spell damage plus one this turn. So um, the one damage is a ping that you can use as a, on a weapon tends to be pretty good, uh, especially if it costs one or two. This and it this does spell damage you could potentially leverage. Um, there is a spell damage shaman that's okay ish and you could slot this in i'm not quite sure where else you would play this so i gave it a borderline three but i kind of erred on a on the side of two yeah i i like this as two i'm we'll see if this gets anywhere but i don't think it'll gain traction 
I like this as a two. I just don't think there's enough corners. It's a bunch of corner scenarios when I think of playing it. So the last spell for shaman is tidal wave. It is a eight mana spell with life steal that says deal three damage to all minions. So two sided uh, AOE with life steal. So it definitely can heal for a lot. Uh, it is eight mana. There's not a lot of ways that you're going to reduce the cost of this. So I think it's a two at best. You're probably running earthquake or something like that, that more or better sooner more often. Right. This is definitely a tech card where you might play a one of or something in a control shaman. So I give it a two. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking deliver. So I went with the two as well. All right, uh, Warlock now. Uh, we'll start off the Legendaries with a 9-mana 7-7 seven, seven Arc Witch Willow. Battlecry, summon a random demon from your hand and deck. I It's too costly. I gave it a 1. I don't think this can see play in Warlock right now. Uh, potentially, this is a build-around card. I don't know if the deck that you build around it is very good. Uh, I'm going to give it a two, uh, but yeah, I don't know if this actually sees play. I Right now, I'm giving it a one. I just don't see a deck that makes sense for it. So mm-hmm. Might be better down the road. Possible, yeah. yeah. Uh, now we're back to our four mana three six disciplinarian gandling. After you play a minion, destroy it and summon a four four failed student. Uh, might see a little bit of niche play in some token zoo thing, but I don't think it's going to be that, so I give it a two. I'm curious on whether or not this sees play in a, in a lackey zoo deck. Uh, I think that's where this potentially could really shine. Uh, a regular, a non-lackey or just a regular zoo deck, it might be okay as well. Um, I don't think it sees much play in a mid-range to controlling sort of deck necessarily. So I gave it a three, but I, I'm actually, this is a card that I hope I get and can play with early on in the, in the new expansion. Um, I just give it a two. Like, I feel like there might be a few times you want it, but most part, eh, mm-hmm. that's not that great. All right, now we're back to our Warlock Demon Hunter Legendary 7-mana 5-5 Soul Seologist Melissa. Battle cry for each soul fragment in your deck. Summon a 3-3 soul with Rush. Um, again, I think this is a huge swing card. Uh, it's going to be a 4 for me. I, I mean, I, I still I think soul fragments will be a thing in Warlock. You're not worried about the uh, the cost reduction getting screwing you and with the hand of Gul'dan in in war in warlock so i think this is a a strong three uh, it is a payoff card for a soul for playing soul fragments in in warlock and a pretty solid one at that i like this in warlock i i am sure of soul fragments in warlock so i'm giving this a four like i think you'll play um I think it'll be a defining meta, uh, a meta defining archetype, and this will enable it. All right, now on to an epic uh, one mana spell, philosophy, philosophy. Uh, copy the lowest cost demon in your hand, outcast. Give both plus one plus one. 
Um, I gave this a two. I think it could see some fringe play with, you know, copying your, um, uh, shoot, the imp. It's been recording too long. Three, two. Flame, Flame imp. imp. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I, it could, it could see some play. So I give it two. I think that like we've seen, uh, buff cards like this when it was, uh, buff the leftmost card in your in your hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a pretty solid card, but it was be, uh, in part because doubling imp was in in the deck as well. I'm not as sure about this uh, now uh, because of the needing it to be in the outcast position. Um, it might just be like you might just rather play the minion than uh, playing the a card that makes a copy of a minion, but. I could be wrong as far as like a zoo deck goes. I'm gonna give it a two, but I could definitely see the upside of it being a three. Um, I'm giving it a two. Um, I I almost gave it a three because of Spirit Jailer, because <laughs> I feel like the more soul fragments in your deck, the better. And if you get a two four for one and another copy of it. But that requires some draw, so I like it as a two that'll be kind of fringy outside E. Alright, our next one we're back to our eight mana eight eight flesh giant costs one less for each time your hero's health changed during your turns. Uh I gave this a four because you tap a lot more <laughs> as a demon hunter than you do yes. for a priest. This seems like a very strong card. It 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 probably is better than Sea Giant in a Zulok deck because you're not worried about uh, what the board state is. You're just worried about getting get it getting uh, uh, getting this down. And while you might not be able to get it out on turn three or turn four like you can Sea Giant sometimes, uh, the fact that you're not going to have to pay 10 mana for it is why it, it seems good. So I've got this as a high three, but it could be a four. Um, I think self-damage uh, Zulok is going to be a thing, and this is going to be a card that is the the real payoff to it. So I give this a four as well. All right, uh, on to a new epic, a five mana, four, five void drinker, taunt, battle cry, destroy a soul fragment in your deck to gain plus three, plus three. I think this card is absolutely nuts. Uh, I give it a four. Uh, I think you're running soul fragments, and this definitely feels like getting a uh, a seven eight on five. Seems pretty pretty easy to do, and uh, I so I think I think it's probably a four because spirit jailer is probably enough. That you just run this with that and and you're good, um, but potentially there there's other other cards you would put in there too. Yeah, I think this is a high four. I think this is one of the reasons why you're leaning into soul fragments. So, yeah, this is very solid. So, all right, uh, now we're on to rares. We have a two mana zero two. Boneweb Egg, new egg. Death Rattle summon two two one spiders. If you discard this, trigger its death rattle. Um I don't know if we'll be discarding it, but I still think it's a very strong egg. Uh I give it a three. This is this is a good card for uh 
the discard warlock or just a zoo deck uh in general um just because of the the fact that they're to attack be uh spiders that come out which seems really nice and there's no dis, dis uh no downside for discarding this so strong three for me as well oh uh, yeah three for me hey you guys said it all already yeah. so uh now back to our four minute three three brittle bone destroyer battle cry if your heroes health change this turn destroy a minion i think this is much stronger in warlock uh so i'm gonna give it a three I gave it a four here. I think it's uh, helps you push the win condition is like Zoo Warlock in that being able to get through a taunt, maybe even that seven eight taunt that your opponent just played because they have soul fragments in their deck. So if you're playing playing against a warlock, so I like it as a high three. It's a really it's a lot easier to activate and more powerful and and warlock. All right, now on to our three mana, three four Shadow Light Scholar Battle Cry. Destroy a Soul Fragment in your deck to deal three damage. Great stats, deal three damage. It's really solid. Uh, I gave it a three. Gave it a three as well. Three four body is good, um, and it, you're just leveraging those Soul Fragments, which you're probably playing. I feel like Soul Fragment's going to become the main archetype, so I give this a four because I really feel like this is this card makes you want to play Soul Fragments. All right, on to two mana spell Soul Shear, deal three damage to a minion, shuffle two Soul Fragments into your deck. Uh, solid removal shuffles to help that archetype. Uh, I gave it a three. I mean, I I think I, we've seen like Fell Bolt being played in like the quest warlock this is very a very easy way that you could get uh soul fragments into quest warlock and it's not bad in other instances as well i i gave this a solid three yeah i like it as three as well it's it does does what it does well so all right uh now we have our common cards uh one mana spell demonic studies discover a demon your next one costs one less uh same thing as the other minion discovers i don't think it's gonna be good so one i mean there's demon synergies you might be running in in warlock it's might might cause you uh might might help keep things going i gave it a two i, I think it, there's a chance to see play um i gave it a one i just don't think there's a lot of bad demons still so yeah all right uh now we have our raise dead again zero mana spell deal three damage to your hero return two friendly minions that died this game to your hand i think this is a low four uh, i'm still gonna put it as a four uh, I think there's so many good targets for just the big heavy end for uh, these Warlock decks, um, like your 5-drop that we talked about earlier, and Abyssal Summoner, stuff like that. I, I think um, I think Warlock is a great... has is set up great for this card, so I give it a 4. You're not even going to be upset to get the Spirit Jailer off of this, too, mm -hmm. so... I I think it's a strong card, and Warlock doesn't necessarily 
it doesn't matter so much if they're dealing damage to themselves. They're used to it, and they've got soul fragments now that can help uh, undo that damage. I gave it. I gave it a three. You're probably you probably want the value this card gives. Yep, I give it a three too. I mean, with brittle bone, that activates it for free. So like, there's it, there's just a lot of upsides to that card. All right, now on to our three mana spell, School Spirits. Deal two damage to all minions. Shuffle two soul fragments into your deck. Uh, solid AOE. Um, I give it a three. Yeah, we've seen a three da- three mana, two damage AOE uh, in the past rollock, and that's been pretty solid. We've seen currently three mana two damage aoe that that is playable in other classes and i think that's going to be the case here especially since it generates and puts soul fragments into your deck uh it's not an aggro card it's not you know a zoo card necessarily but pretty much any other warlock deck will play it yeah i like it as a three as well i mean it's a good aoe it does things that you want to do anyway so bam Mm -hmm. And our last one, Spirit Jailer, one mana, one three, Battle Cry, shuffle two soul fragments into your deck. Uh, solid card again. I give it the same as like the Demon Hunter three. I gave it a four. I, I, this is a great zoo card. You're you want this? You want you start the train rolling on one. You get an extra little. Uh, you get some health back while you're tapping and keep that thing going. So I gave it a four. I like it as a four as well. I feel like every pretty much variation of Demon Hunter wants this card. So, or a Warlock, excuse me. So, yep, I like it as a four. Okay, and then we're moving on to Warrior. And we go back to Dr. Krestinov. The five mana, four, four, rush whenever this attacks. Give your weapon plus one, plus one. Uh, I mean, I still think it's probably a three in Warrior, but, you know that's what i had given it but honestly after some more thought it's probably a two and maybe wrench caliber is something you might want to buff but other than that what are you trying to buff Mm -hmm. it's definitely better in warrior but uh yeah yeah i give it a two i want to buff ankar i want to buff live wire lance i want to buff wrench caliber i this isn't a wish cast this is at least a three and i think it might be closer to a four i like this card in warrior a lot i i'm i am 100 percent ready to eat my words on that one but i i don't see it right now so um then we have lord barov uh the three mana three two battle cry set your uh, all minions health to one deal battle cry or death rattle deal one to all minions uh, I think this is pretty good in Warrior. Um, it's a guaranteed clear um, in one card. So I like this as a four. Uh, I like it as a four as well. Strong three. I just wonder if there's other other ways that you go about doing doing this sort of thing that don't involve a minion. You've got spells and, and other ways that you can remove minions so i'm not sure if this play is quite that good but i bet it sees a fair amount of play during the life of it in standard um and then rattle gore nine mana nine nine death rattle resummon this minion with minus one minus one unless your opponent's 
taking silence, which this card, if this card's seeing play, uh, might make some silence be necessary in the meta. Um, I I think it's I think it's probably at least a three, but I am this one confuses me, and I'm not 100% sure how good it is or if it's too slow or whatnot. I personally think that this card is an in-game tool that Warrior needs for Control Warrior. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Silence ruins this card, but if they don't have anything, you win the game if you can land this and not die. So, get, so uh, yeah, yeah, a uh, number. Uh, I gave it a low four. <laughs> okay. I get. I give it a three. I definitely think that it's uh, the the concern I have is that it take it, you have to. It's nine mana, and so it's taking up the turn that you play it. It doesn't affect the board when it's played necessarily. So it's, uh, I th- this is the target you want to hit with commencement, which will which we've talked about in one class and we'll be talking about it again in a minute. Yeah. So then we move on to the ceremonial mall, the three mana two, two spell burst, summon a student with taunt and equal to the cost of the spell or equal to the spells cost. Um, and it's got taunt. Uh, I say a two. I mean, I can't really see too many spells where this is super worth it. And their warrior has way better weapons right now, so right, yeah. I don't see this same play, so maybe you could do some weird thing. I don't. Know. I get. I'll go with the two. Uh it's this is not going to see play well. Ankar and Livewire Lancer in standard is that just just way too many weapons on three that are to attack. It'll be interesting to see a year from now if there's not something that you'd want to play with this. But right now, it's a it's a two but probably a one if you're rating it for use now okay then we have playmaker it is a three mana four three after you play a rush binion summon a copy with one health remaining um a very interesting and strong effect especially if you're going to try and combo it with dr krasnoff um but uh, yeah, I mean, it, this works really well with uh, Blood Boil Brute, so I feel like this is probably a solid support card, so I give it a three. Uh, I think I'm on the edge of like a strong two. I could see this slipping into more decks than just Fringe, but uh, that's about as far as I get with it. The three health on it is mm-hmm. kind of sketch for me. It's fair. Ugh. Seems like Restless Mummy is the card I want to hit with this. Um, outside of that, I was struggling to figure out maybe Cargath Blade Fist would be another card that I would want to hit with this. But there's not a ton of cards, so I gave this a two. Um, but I'm definitely willing to be proven wrong. Okay. All right, next up we have the Steel Dance, uh, Steel Dancer. The four mana, four, four, Battle Cry, summon a random minion with cost equal to your weapon's attack. Well, this is maybe better in Warrior. I still think this is unplayable, so I'm giving it a one. Yeah, it's definitely better in Warrior. So I'll give it a two. I gave it a two as well. I think I I definitely think 
that there's a way with like the the uh the the quest the warrior quest um that you're playing weapons and then there's you know if you're doing oh hack the system yeah it uh and some other things like that plus there's just good weapons in warrior so you're gonna probably have a weapon more often than not uh so that i could see this seeing play but i i'm not entirely sold on that okay up next we have coerce is a three mana spell destroy uh, destroy a damaged minion combo destroy any minion i feel like warrior can do this cheaper and more efficient without this card so i could see it being like maybe a fringe tool so i gave it a two i it's removal for warrior so i have to give it a two i'm not a fan of it but i think it could fit in somewhere Mm. I have it as a two as well. It it seems like the mana cost could lend itself to seeing some play, but I don't think it's as good as some of the other things that, or other ways that it has to to deal with minions. Yeah. So next up, we have commencement. It is seven mana spell. Summon a minion from your deck. Give it taunt and divine shield. I mean. I can think of like maybe one or two minions that you might want to try and build big warrior for, but I I don't see it. So I'm giving this a two. Yeah. Um, for that same reason, I'm going to give it a one. I don't think there's a way in standard you could do this. Uh, maybe in wild you could do some meme things with it, but that's about it. I think. I want to hit Rattlegore with this, and that's about it. Uh, that means I give it a one. Yeah. Okay. Then we have Reaper Scythe. It is a four man uh, four four two weapon. Um, spell burst. Spell burst also deal damages adjacent minions this turn. Uh, I think this is really good. Um, I'm gonna give this a four because I think that. Uh, basically any warrior class is going to want to take this weapon. So Yeah, it's a very strong weapon, I think. Um, being able to make it cleave is super strong. I do think, though, with the way warrior looks right now, it's going to be tough to kind of fit those sorts of things in, so I'm going to give it a 2. I think it's going to be more fringe than we think. Okay. I I like this card and i think maybe this is one of the reasons i i was thinking a playmaker might might be possible but um i i gave this a three because of the cleave the effect with spell burst and the fact that it does four damage which basically means that it can clear a lot of things up to five mana uh like true silver champion does but yeah it's it's definitely gonna have a hard time finding a spot right now but uh yeah, I think it will see a lot more play at some point. Yep. So then we move on to Troublemaker. Eight mana, six, eight. At the end of your turn, summon two, three, three ruffians that attack random enemies. Um, I think this is really flavorful and cool. And I like the effect. Uh, I don't think it'll see much play. So I gave it a two. 
Man, we are on the opposite spectrums today. Yeah, no, I I okay. think this card is incredible. It's uh, strong stats. It's forced to be removed uh, as soon as they can, or else it's going to overwhelm them. Uh, most of the time, I think the Ruffians will live. So it's just extra stats on board. Uh, I gave this a four. It's fair. I gave this a four as well. I think that the uh, unlike rattle gore this actually does affect the board at turn it, it it gets played it's not as much value but it has the potential of being recurring value turn over turn and basically has a huge bullseye on its back when when you play it so i i think That's, this is gonna see play i was just i'm very hesitant to say it'll see play but that's why I gave it such a low score, but I really like it. And if it does, I will be super happy. Yeah. So then we go into athletic studies A one mana spell, discover a rush minion. Your next one cost one less, not limited to the current turn. Uh, I think it's a one. I, I don't think it's good like the other one. So, you yeah, know, here we are. I mean, more min- discover minion stuff. I don't think it's going to be good. So one. Uh, I I actually think this is a little bit better because the rush minions do affect the board when you play them. So I I think this is a two. I think there's some application for it, uh, specifically in a more controlling style deck. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see it with as far as like because they can affect the board immediately as it being better than the exactly other minion discovers. Yeah, I just still doesn't. I still don't think that means it seems play. So, all right. Next up, we have Cutting Class. Uh, it is draw two cards, cost one less per attack of your weapon, and it's a five cost spell. So my guess is it's it's probably a one on this, but I will nudge it up to a two if people are running the weapon, the uh, the scythe. Yeah, I don't see this seeing play, unfortunately. So I'll give it a one. I think this is actually easier to play for a majority of players because you just play a live wire lance or you play an Ankar and then it's a an AI versus something like Battle Rage where you have to potentially maneuver the board to get uh, cards. It's not as powerful, obviously, but I think that uh, I think it could see some play. It's uh, I gave it a, I gave it a two here. I think it's definitely better than than in Rogue. Okay, and then information. Add two random... It's a two-cost spell. Add two random taunt minions to your hand. Uh, This is pretty trashy, so I give it a one. Yeah, I don't hate myself, so I'm not going to play it. I'm going to give it a one. (laughs) I gave it a two, but I'm going to change it to a one because you're paying two mana to get two random cards that um, if if there were ways that you were potentially using the taunt synergy uh maybe it would be worth it but i don't think those are seeing much play right now either right and now i'm going to completely change around with shield of honor uh one mana give a damage minion plus three attack in divine shield give it a who lad and give it a four because this is really really strong with what warrior was probably already doing anyways so yeah yeah being able to copy that as well uh is what yep i think it's gonna be a high three i it's gonna be close to a four for me um 
But yeah, I, I give it a three. It's really strong. I like it. It's solid. I was seeing uh, some people on Twitter suggesting this is better than Inner Rage, and I definitely could see where they're coming from there. Uh, definitely fits well in the current incarnations that we know of of Warrior, so I gave this a four. I think it slots very easily in in, in Warrior right now. Okay, now we're in the home stretch. We're moving to neutrals. Mage, take us home. All right, we're starting with the legendaries. It is Headmaster Kalthazad, the five mana four six spell burst. If a spell destroys any minions, summon them. I mean, the fla- flavor of this card and the effect is really interesting. I'm not sure how good it actually is in practice. Tell me where I'm wrong there. I gave it a two. Uh, I gave it a four. Um, I don't think we need to do like a huge board wipe for this to be solid. Uh, I think this is solid stats. It can two for one, three for one. I I I really like this card. So I gave it a three because I could think of some like it being like a strong support card in a few classes. So I figured it was at least a support card. So this wasn't fair. I just was wasn't seeing where this is better than what other thing they might be doing in the deck. So that's why I guess I I was at where I was missing there. But yeah, I it's it's a weird card. So that's completely understandable. Yeah. Key Master Alabas. Seven mana, six, eight. That says whenever your opponent draws a card, add a copy to your hand that costs zero, one, not zero. I almost said zero. It's not zero. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, this again is a is a legendary. I, I think all the legendaries for me, I wasn't entirely sure. I mean, they have cool effects and they definitely do some potentially powerful things. This is mana cheat on a seven and a six eight um but i don't know where it fits so i gave this a two as well yeah i think this is a two it's it could be a fringe kind of like good against control mirror if they can't then remove it then you're just outvaluing them by a large margin um maybe even getting your opponent to draw like forcing them to draw as well gets you more copies into your hand uh some interesting things you could do with this, but I think it's more fringe, so two. Yeah, I like it as a two as well. Okay, next up is Lore Keeper Polkelt. Four mana, four or five battle cry. Reorder your deck from the highest cost card to the lowest cost card. Uh, this feels like a combo enabler to me, and definitely some has some really kind of scary applications. Uh, in um i think it's it's a it's like a four i think in those decks and like a one everywhere else so i have it as a two i have this as a four i think it's going to be strong in a lot of decks um being able to make sure that you don't have dead draws in the middle of the game is super nice uh you could even have this towards the top like in an aggro deck where okay now i'm gonna be hitting my top end now my five six drops instead of more one drops um it's a very interesting card um i like it i think it's very strong it's a four 
Um, I feel like it's a little too easy to mess with, so I gave it a three. I feel like the effect is strong, but I see this as more of like a card that will support a few decks than a larger amount of them. So I went with the three. Okay, the Sphere of Sapience is the next one. The one mana zero four neutral weapon that says at the start of your turn, look at the top card. You can put it on the bottom and lose one durability. So it's you still draw a card. You just draw like the next card because mm-hmm. actually seeing this in action. So uh, the the mechanic definitely feels like it's it's really strong. I'm just not sure if it how many decks that it finds a spot i i'm giving the effect a three so by extension the the weapon a three but um yeah i i'm not sure where it goes right away i have this as a fringe card i think it can be very strong in certain places uh being able to scry at the beginning of your turns is really cool um i could see this sitting in some combo decks or some control decks Okay. I also gave it a two. I just feel like it's a little too fringy. So. And the last legendary is Victus, a five mana four four battle cry summon two one one whelps. Each gain a death rattle from your minions that died this game. Okay, another very weird card. Uh, death rattle there it's specifically based on death rattles that are in your deck and i don't know i just didn't feel like there's a ton of really powerful death rattles right now other than something like uh tarim Terran, and that so i gave this a two but there's definitely some room for the that this could get really good at some point yeah i'm on the same boat as you i gave it a two I don't think it's playable, so I gave it a one. All right. Moving on to the epics, we have a educated Alec, three mana, three, four beast that says whenever a spell is played, this minion remembers it. Death rattles shuffle the spells into your deck. Uh, it's a beast. It's got decent stats. It's definitely interesting effect. I'm not sure how good it is or where where you would want to play it. I gave it a three, but I think it's probably a two. Yeah, it's. A, I think it's a two as well. Um, I think this fills that Archivist Eliciana role where you shuffle a bunch more into your deck, play for fatigue. If that's a thing, then this goes in it. So I give it a two. As much as I wanted to give it a three, I gave it a two as well because I think it's really cool. But that's not what we're rating things on, so I gave it a two. <laughs> it's not? It's not? Enchanted Cauldron, three mana, one six, with spell burst that reads cast a random spell of the same cost. Uh huh. Um, there's so many interesting effects, but I don't know where they go. It, this is a this is a two, but this has the potential of being po- more powerful than that. I think it's completely unplayable. I give it a one. I'm I yeah that's exactly if that happened more than once I could see it but it's a one six there one time effect it's a one for me cult neophyte is the two mana three two rare that's battle cry says your opponent's spells cost one more next turn 
it's the the it, it, it is a blood fin raptor with a battle cry that's not exactly the greatest thing in the world it is a two bordering on a one i don't think this sees play anywhere it's, besides the arena yeah it's definitely a tech card i think um depending on what the meta shapes out where this could be good where turn three you don't want them to play a certain spell this helps that um it's tech cards so two yeah i think it's a tech card so i agree with both of you there two robes of protection are a three mana two four minion that says your minions can't have can't be targeted by spells or hero powers uh, definitely makes a board more difficult to deal with. Uh, seems nice in a zooish sort of deck, but uh, I don't know. It's a 2-4 on 3, which is not as powerful as other things you'd probably be wanting to do if, if you were playing an aggro-ish sort of deck. So I gave it a 2, but there there might be some interesting applications here. I don't think I would want to put this in any of my decks. Um, it's an it's an interesting card, and I think solid, but I don't think this... It had to be a super sh- heavy meta for me to play something like this, but I I don't think it's going to be playable, so I give it a 1. I see it as fringe as like a tech card, too, so I gave it a, uh, I gave it a 2 as well. Sorceress Substitute is a 6-mana 6-6 battle cry that says if you have spell damage, summon a copy of this minion. Uh, As a neutral minion, I think that this actually is a pretty nice card for a spell damage uh, mage deck. Uh, We saw that in the the reveal stream. Um, Outside of that, I'm not sure where else it would go, so it's it's a 2. Yeah... I don't even know if you would play this in spell damage deck. Like you get two six sixes, which is great, but six mana that turn late in the game. Conditional as well. I don't think it'll see play in that deck, so I'll give it a a, a high one if that's praise. Uh yeah, I don't see it as playable, so unless you're in the arena and then maybe so a one. Last rare is Voracious Reader, a two-mana 1-3 that says at the end of your turn, draw until you have three cards. Uh, this is really powerful. Uh, drawing cards for such a low mana cost. This is going to go in every, uh, in a very, in a lot of aggro decks outside of Demon Hunter that because they don't have the draw that Demon Hunter has. Uh, this is, this is, I think, is a four. I think this is a build-around card for a lot of decks. Yeah, I think this card is going to single-handedly bring back aggro into the meta that's not Demon Hunter. Um, I'm going to give this a 5. I think this is a straight power creep on all levels of Jeeves, so this is nuts. I think it's nuts, but I had it as a 4, so I'm sticking to that. I still think it's it's really, really powerful, though, so... Animated Broomstick is a one-mana 1-1 with Rush that says Battlecry, give your other minions Rush. Uh, Okay. Uh, I think think this is okay. I don't think it is great. It is a two to me. I think there's probably applications where you put it in a deck, but most likely there's other options. 
Yeah, I, I gave it a two as well because there's definitely some aspects of like you could rush in a bunch of death rattle things at Terran board. Uh, being one mana, giving your whole board rush is very interesting. I like it as at two as well because it's. I feel like it's a tech card mm-hmm. yeah. for like a very specific scenario. So, yeah, we see we've seen how uh, impressive rush can be, and Houndmaster Shaw was a really good card. This gives that effect to all your minions, uh, and it's really cheap to do it. So. Next up is Crimson Hothead, a 4-mana 3-6 dragon that reads Spellburst, gain plus 1 attack and taunt. So 4-6 with taunt for 4-ish. Dragon seems good, I think... I'm not not sure which decks this goes into, but it's definitely... There's probably some decks that are running some dragons, maybe like a dragon hunter deck that that this is a, a solid inclusion. Uh, the fact that it gets an extra attack is really nice, and uh, that deck doesn't run really any taunts outside of Animal Companions, so I think it's a high two, and it might be a three just because of the dragon synergy, and it, it probably sees more play because you're discovering dragons than anything, though. I don't think this will see play. Uh, I think it's too much of a cost for just uh, a four mana three six you put on the board, and then sometimes you can play a spell to give it the taunt and tack. Uh, it's too vanilla, I think. So I think it's more of a arena card. I give it a one. I'm with, I'm on the one train too. I just don't think it's enough, and the dragon tag doesn't do enough to uh, save it. Desk imp is a zero mana one one demon. Uh, so if Wisp is a one, is adding a demon tag going to make it any better than a one? Um, maybe I, I'm going to say it too, just because there's, there's, uh, there's maybe, I don't know. There's possible weird things you could do. So I'm going to give it a six because obviously this is insane. (laughs) Uh, I don't think this will be playable, but it's neat. I like new kind of like. If we're going to have dumpster neutral commons, do this. I like this. Um, I have it down as a as a one, because that's as low as I can go. So, <laughs> Divine Rager is a four mana five one elemental with Divine Shield. It is a Rager. It should be a one. Uh, yep, that math checks out. I give it a one as well. <laughs> <laughs> I I third that one because you know Rangers ooh bad boy fishy flyer four mana four three Murloc with rush that says death rattle add a four three ghost with rush to your hand the fact that this has rush the fact that the ghost has rush that you get from the death rattle the fact that there are Murloc decks. I think this is. I think this will see see some 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 play in 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 Murloc decks. So I give this a two. I I don't think it's like a superstar in the deck though. Yeah, I think it's a really solid arena card. Um, I think it's too fair though, because you had to play. I'm assuming a four mana for a four three again. So yeah. I give it a one. 
Um, I mean, this will see some play when you pull it off Fish, fish Flinger, but uh, not much else. So, yeah, I see it as a one. Intrepid Initiant is a one mana one two with Spellverse that says gain plus two attack. Eh, it's it's okay. Uh, it the fact that it doesn't have one health gives makes it a gives it a a, a little check in the positive direction. Uh, Spellverse means that it could potentially trade up if it's not removed. I give it a two. Yeah, I give it a strong two as well. It, there's a chance this could be just a solid playable card as a three. Um, it's a one drop, solid. Uh, aggro's going to be good, so if there's some cheap spells that go along with it, then yeah, have at it. Right. Uh, I had it as a three. I think this is going to be a very solid card, so... Lake Thrasher is a 5-mana 4-6 beast that says also damages the minions next to whomever this attacks. Uh, It's a beast with Cleave, which is interesting, but that's about it. It's a 2 in my book. Yeah, I I don't see it seeing play. Uh, It's a 1. It's an arena card, I think. Uh, I, I think someone might try to make it work in Beast Hunter, so I give it a two. Yeah, we saw a three mana cleave hunter uh, thing, but that didn't see much play either. But we do have some buffs and that sort of thing, so maybe. Mana Feeder Panthera? Panthera. 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 Uh, two mana, two, three beast battle cry. If you've used your hero power this turn, draw a card. Straight mana creep or straight power creep on the river crocolisk. <laughs> uh, river crocolisk doesn't see play. You are using your hero power in demon hunter, which is interesting, but it's still a two. I, I and probably a one. Yeah, this because it can draw a card, which makes this as like maybe a 30th card in a deck. I could see this as a two, there's a chance. I I see it as a two because it basically says uh, turn your hero power into draw one card. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like it's a two. Someone might want to draw it. Yeah, it you know? cycles. It's a beast, yeah. Yeah. I, w- I probably won't play it because I can't pronounce it, apparently. <laughs> Ochromancer is a five mana three seven that says whenever your opponent casts a spell, summon a two two skeleton with taunt. Uh, we've seen effects like this where you get minions because you're casting spells like Violet Teacher. Those don't see play. We don't see things that give generate free taunts. So I'm not sure where this falls in the fan of, or in the span of getting to see play. So uh, two, but probably a one. Yeah, this is a one for me because it's your opponent cast the spell so they can choose just to not cast any spells trade into it and then cast mm-hmm. it you're probably not going to get a lot of value off of this i think it's a one i'm in the one boat too so onyx mage scribe is a six mana four nine dragon that says spell burst add two random spells from your class to your hand uh the health on this is great the fact that it's a dragon is good uh two random spells Meh, two. I th- I think there's 
possibly a, re- a reason to run this. Yeah, I think it's a very good arena card. Um, I don't think it's going to get past that, though. I think it's a one. Yeah, it's it's too much for the effect, and eh, the bodies. It's got a big butt, but it's attacks meh. So, yep, I won. Pen Flinger is a one mana one one battle cry deal one damage spell burst. Return this to your hand. Elven Archer, but can be returned to the hand and keep being replayed. But nobody plays Elven Archer anymore, so one. I think this could be a two. Um, this has a chance to be just a combo machine. Um, we'll see if someone figures something out to abuse this. <laughs> Should be interesting. Yeah, I have it as a one. I think it's just silly. Plagued Proto Drake is an 8-mana 8-8 dragon that says Death Rattle summon a random 7-cost minion. This feels really slow, even though it is a big dragon and potentially gives you a fair amount of value by giving you a free 7-cost minion, but 7-cost minions are a little suspect. Uh, 2. Yeah, it's an arena card. I give it a 1. Yeah, I, I give this one. It's too random, so. You like talking about arena cards there, Deliver. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> Smug... Go ahead. No, there's just a lot in the uh, the neutral section, for sure, of every in expansion, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Smug Senior is a 6-mana 5-7 taunt with Death Rattle that says add a 5-7 ghost with taunt to your hand. Um... I mean, Taunt is nice. This is, I think, better if you get it uh, off of Power of Creation or mm-hmm. or uh, something like that. Outside of that, I don't think this sees much play. Uh, probably one bordering on it, too. Yeah, I'm on the one train as well. Good arena card, one. Yep. <laughs> Sneaky Delinquent is a 2-mana 3-1 with stealth that says Death Rattle add a 3-1 ghost with stealth to your hand. I think there are better cards to be played in almost every class, and the stealth doesn't really do anything for me, so uh, probably a 1 in constructed play. I think this one's a 2. I think this could see play in... A lot of classes. We've seen how good a 3-1 stealth in Rogue is on one. Um, it makes turns very awkward for opposing players that play into that, knowing they're going to take that damage. And getting a second one in hand as well. It helps uh, control decks kind of stall out that kind of early game. Uh, I think it's a 2. I see it as a 1. I don't really see much use for it, so... If it was one mana, I would give it a two, but it's a two mana card. So if I it was one mana, I give this a four. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. It would be damn near busted at that point in time. Steward of Scrolls is a five mana four four elemental that says spell damage plus one. Battle cry, discover a spell. So very similar to. Uh, oh god, I had it and now I lost it. Azure Drake. Azure Drake. Way back when mm-hmm. that card was so powerful, it had to be ro- rotated to the Hall of Fame. Uh, this version 
doesn't and the game that we're in now is decidedly more powerful than than when Azure Drake was as ubiquitous as it was. I think this is a a two actually. I think there is some play for it. Um, mm-hmm. I I agree with you. I think it's a two as well. Uh, I think it's a solid card. Yeah, it's just too bad it doesn't say battle cry uh, draw a card yeah. because that would be way better. But yeah, it's a two. Tour guide is a one mana one one that says battle cry your next hero power costs zero. Um. Okay. I. You're saving two mana. I I don't I don't see it. There's been ways that you could reduce, uh, the cost of your hero power before and outside of. Again, I don't think many of them saw play, so uh, I gave this a one. Um, I'm gonna give this a five. Uh, this is going to see play 100. percent Um, you, we played this in, um, shoot, uh, the two one kobold, uh, that dealt two damage. The kobold, the kobold library yeah, uh, dealt two damage. Draw a card. This is essentially that. Um, it's also, you don't have to use your hero power that turn. It's your next hero power cost zero, so you could wait if you choose to. Uh, there's flexibility with that. It's also, I I think it just, it provides t- so much. Uh, it's going to fit into a lot of decks. Um, to be honest, the only reason I'm rating it so hard was because I saw Gallon tweeting it about it, so I, I rated it a four. Because he thought it was underrated. So I'm like, well, if Gallant's talking about it, I would definitely consider raising my rating. So, okay, so, so yeah, I, it's, it's... So I completely uh, missed the boat on that one. Okay. Well, it can draw a card oh, for one mana, okay. so it's, uh, that's why. Yeah. yeah. Okay. One maker, two mana, two, two, battle cry, add a one cost spell from your class to your hand. Um... I think there's actually a fair number of classes that would have liked to have had access to this card during Ashes of Outland. Um, They're getting it now, and so it'll be interesting to see if this actually sees some play or not. I think it's good enough that you would want to see this. We've seen this actually, this exact card, uh, the Peddler, uh, way back a few years ago, and that was a pretty powerful card in in Warlock specifically. Mm -hmm. Uh, I gave this a three, but I, I could be wrong. Um, the only thing I'm scared about this card is that the one-cost spell can now give me one of the studies that we've seen before. So because of that, I'm going to give yeah. it a one. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, that definitely... I think this is this set is the downfall of Volpira, Scoundrel, and the Cobalt Spellkin. So yeah, I'm giving this a one as well. Uh, Wretched Tutor is a 4-mana 2-5 Spellburst deal 2 damage to all other minions. Huh, it's okay. Gives uh, AoE if you want that uh, on a 2-5 body. I think, it's, I think it's almost unplayable, but not completely unplayable, so it's a 2. Yeah, I agree. It gives AoEs to classes that might really need to uh, fill that gap. Yeah, I like it. Same. 
Then are we going to do transfer student? Since it's already in the game? It's already in the game, yeah, it's fine. People yeah, know so it is. there's no reason to... Ref- okay. Exactly. Alright. So, Alright, guys. Well, that is the Doctor 3 set review of Skullman's Academy. Um, you can find the show on Twitter at Doctor3HS. You can email the show at Doctor3HS at gmail.com. And the top pin tweet will take you to our Discord. And you can find me at Daring Alkaline. And, of course... This show will be going up before, probably around Tuesday. So this will be our episode for the week. Uh, Mage, where can they find you? Uh, you Sorry, it's late. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me on Twitter. I'm at MajorDeath. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MajorDeath. And Deliver. You can find me on Twitter at Deliver underscore HS. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. I know it was a long haul, but we made it. it. And as always, as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three.